0: you
1: Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Hope everyone is doing well. Feeling real good. We are so blessed to be alive today. It is a great day to have a great day. Gotta start the day off right. Gotta be grateful. Gotta give thanks. This is our Praise and Worship segment. Nothing wrong with being grateful and expressing that gratitude. We take 15 minutes out of our schedule every day to do this. The truth is, you got to be the change that you want to see in the world. We complain that the world is an unkind place, but are we kind people? We complain that there is no compassion, but are we compassionate? We complain that there is no love, but do we show love? Don't get me started this morning. The change we are looking for? Do me a favor, stand in front of the mirror, you'll find it right there. Believe you me, folks, change is not easy, especially when it comes to changing ourselves, right? Letting go of certain thoughts, certain actions, not easy. Habits are hard to break, easy to pick up, but really hard to break. We say we want to change our health, our lifestyle, the people we hang out with. But we have to make a conscious effort. And put in that work and get it done
0: if'm there give it all he wants it all And he says love me, love me.
1: Pull this one right back up From the top He wants it all This is the voice of Forever Jones
0: In the silence Searching for a heart that will love him Longing for a child that will give him their all Give it all He wants it all and there's a God that walks over the earth. He's searching for a heart that is desperate. And longing for a child that will give him their all. Give it all, he wants it all. And he says, Love me, love me with your whole heart. He wants it all today. Serve me, serve me. Your life for now He wants it all today Bow down Let go of your idols He wants it all today He wants it all today He wants it all today He wants it all and There's a God that walks over the air He's searching for a heart that is just man Longing for a child that will give him their all Give it all, he wants it all And he says, love me, love me
1: Many times we think of idols and we think about the golden calf but the idols in our lives can be a myriad of things the money we chase the designer brands we think we need the cell phones in our hands and that have us stuck on social media the material things of this world those are the idols, the things that control us.
0: Today, so the things
1: that have power over us, those are our idols. Let's put them in check, folks.
0: Silence. Searching for heart that will love him. Long for a child that will give him their own. Give it all. He wants it all.
1: Gonna squeeze in this last one. It is 13 after the top of the hour. Coming up, we have the headlines. What we're gonna be talking about today stories from around the world. Keep it locked. Here is Yolanda Adams.
0: I say a prayer.
1: I'm gonna be ready.
0: Whatever I do, I'll get it right With no regret, no guilt, no shame This time, no, not this time Once I surrender, I won't dare look back Cause if I do, I'll get off track Ahead and faith and patiently await your answer. What will it be? Sight beyond what I see. You know what's best.
1: Right, folks it is quarter past the top of the hour time for us to go ahead and get started gotta let you know what we're talking about today
0: but I still
1: sorry I gotta cut to you Yolanda
0: me grace.
1: love this song it is a beautiful one
0: and and
1: this one wraps up our praise and worship segment Good morning to all our listeners, everyone logged on and listening, everyone from all around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in on QMZRadio.com, the Quality Music Zone. Thank you for listening on JonoRadio.com. And of course, I have to say a pleasant good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. After all, this is where the conversation happens. It is Wednesday, May three. Hashtag WCW, we celebrate women every Wednesday through music. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee Intel World News on the go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram at moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media. The mean everything is, am I? And here are the headlines we have for you today out of the Caribbean corner. Belize Fowls memorial in land dispute with Honduras. New vehicle importation restrictions introduced in the Cayman Islands. I refuse to apologize. Chastanet reacts to being suspended from the house in Grenada. Grenadian-American designer rocks custom design at the Met Gala. Former domestic worker and cancer survivor elated she's now a new homeowner in Jamaica. Celebs with Caribbean roots at the Met Gala and Janelle Monae credits Jamaican food for toned physique. Who's letting the secret out? Mm-mm, we don't want him to know. On the international scene, eight children, security guard, killed in Serbia school shooting. Crowds of those seeking rescue swell at Sudan's seaport. Palestinian groups, and Israeli forces agree to Gaza ceasefire. And Sweden's first EV charging road. Yes, folks, an EV charging road will power electric vehicles as they drive. In news out of North America, a bride had just got married in South Carolina hours later killed by an intoxicated driver and a u.s police capture suspect in killing of five neighbors in texas biden administration is sending 1500 more soldiers to the mexican border desperate migrants are choosing to cross the border through dangerous u.s desert history and civics scores drop for u.s eighth graders on national test and schools in the u.s have ended universal free lunch now meal debt is soaring. Wow, the things that matter to them, right? I don't know, go figure.
2: Bye.
1: We have an in my opinion piece today. I asked an AI chatbot about AI replacing humans. In business and tech news, <laughs> IBM to freeze hiring as CEO expects AI to replace 7,800 jobs.
2: One cup of we're going to have
1: the details of these stores and more. And of course, great conversation and music coming right up for you. Let's go ahead and get ourselves going. Today, we're taking it real easy. We're operating in cruise control, going down the road of Neo Soul today. So you're going to be hearing from India, Irie, Jill Scott. Yeah, we're also going to have some Melanie, Fiona. Good morning once again. Thank you to everyone.
0: Oh, stay Looks at me when he holds my hand. He wants everyone to know I'm his woman and he is my man. We can talk about anything. He's got nothing to hide. He's not afraid of his feelings. He's not a slave to his pride. He's giving me love so steady. He touches my heart, now I'm ready He touches my soul and my spirit He's given me love, so wanted to be his wife, and then he came along, it's so natural to make a life, cause he's a perfect compliment, cause I'm a boss in my world, but well, when, when the it like a hedonist, but the, the simplest way I can put it, you become a habit, the more I consume, the more I gotta have it. No such thing as too much. If you gave me everything, it'd never be enough, yeah. My black coffee with sugar, no cream. In the morning, Or my super double caffeine dream, yeah.
3: Your precious darkness got me so strong. We gotta
1: pull this one up from the top. Come on now. Come on now, India Irie. So I do
3: don't say anything under my skin. My nerves are screaming when you're not here. See baby I need uh sugar, your so delicious oh, there is something oh. about your love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh.
2: Ooh. Ooh. If, if we, we make each other happy, happy then we just can't. Lose. Lose.
0: Oh, I don't need to be that content I might sound like a hedonist But the simplest way I can put it You become a habit The more I consume, the more I gotta have it Ain't no such thing as too much If you gave me everything, it'd never be enough, yeah My black coffee with sugar, no cream In the morning, you're my super double caffeine dream, yeah
3: Your precious darkness got me so Strung out and loving the way that you Got me so wide open my baby love. No, in and fiend under my skin. My nerves are screaming when you're not here. See, baby, I need your Sugar, you're so delicious. There oh, is something about your love that makes me just
0: want to open up. Your flavor uh, is the sweetest thing in life. I'm addicted to your chocolate high. Won't you and I know that you won't be so let's stay close like we supposed to be. Just get high off our own supply. I'm addicted to your chocolate high. I'll be
3: tripping in so many ways. If I go a single day without a taste of your love, the finest cuisine of today's world. Five stars, you're your soul-court girl. I crave you, I want you. Every cell in my body
0: needs you. Tasty like Sleep, you're rich like a diver, boy, you're just so sexy. There is something about your love that makes me just want to open it up. Later is the sweetest thing in life. I'm addicted to your chocolate high. Won't you, and I know that you want me, so just stay close.
1: Ain't nothing like some chocolate. Chocolate is good any time of the day. This one is Malone. I'm oh, spoiling up this young lady's name, Melanie. Melania. Melanie. <laughs>
0: I'm messing up her name today. Just how could you Miss Fiona
1: for you. <laughs> Featuring J. Cole this time. It is 25 after the top of the hour. If you have somewhere to be at the bottom, you have five minutes to get there. Please be safe. Coming up, we are going to have the details of the headlines. We're going to get into it. And of course, always great conversation.
0: Both hot, I guess we couldn't take the jealousy. Uh-huh. All in my air,
4: I had my homeboys telling me how to be a player. We fell off like Bill Bellamy. MTV, sh- we used to watch Law and Order, NBC. Sh- but now I'm watching solo on some empty seats. Sh- thinking of you, I got a lot more drinking to do. Reminiscing. Though I seen it coming, yeah, I had a premonition Right beside each other and somehow felt distant Let's rewind back when days were sunny like listing Your smile just glisten, your booty like a cushion <laughs> Is this the moment where we making up? And realize we tripping forever breaking up And then I break you off, put you to
0: sleep Know it's deep when the girl of his dreams it's the same when to wake him up This time
1: one more for you then we're gonna go ahead and get started here is India Irie with video
0: I am a queen.
1: yes ladies you are all Queens do not compare yourselves with anyone you were all uniquely made. Love those curves, thick thighs. Whether you got a flat stomach or not, love it. Embrace you.
0: My my thighs, my lips, my she knows but i've drawn the conclusion it's all an illusion confusion's the name of the game a misconception a mass deception something's gotta change don't be offended this is all my opinion ain't nothing that i'm saying law this is a true confession of a life learned lesson i was sent here to share with y'all so get in where you fit and go on to shine clear your mind now's the time put your salt on the shelf go on and love yourself cause go everything is gonna yourself. be alright go be oh. be
1: like because, because I am a queen yeah, all right folks it's time for us to go ahead and get started thank you so much for being here with me Can always Gotta thank my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. Thank you all. Thank you for my co mods. Appreciate you. Thank you to the listeners on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And thank you to the listeners on JohnORadio.com.
0: And
1: we're gonna kick it off. For some reason, every time I listen to myself, kick it off. <laughs> Because I say it so fast, it doesn't come out sounding that way. But we're going to go ahead and kick it off in the Caribbean Corner. First story, we head on over to Belize. Belize files memorial in land dispute with Honduras. Story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. Belize announced yesterday that it has met the International Court of Justice's deadline to file memorial in the dispute with Honduras over the sovereignty of the Sapodilla Key, or I should say key. Uh, the memorial was handed over to Jean Pele Formet, uh, Deputy Registrar of the International Court of Justice in The Hague, Netherlands. Belize's memorial makes a vigorous defense of Belize's sovereignty over the Sapodilla Keys. The memorial requests the judge or the court to adjudge and to declare that as between Belize and Honduras, Belize is sovereign over the Sapodilla Keys and that Honduras does not have any valid claim to the Sapodilla or Sapodilla Keys. And that's according to the Ministry of um, Affairs. The ministry said Honduras has until December 4 of 2023 to submit its counter-memorial. Last November, Belize filed an application with the ICJ Registrar in a bid to resolve its long-standing dispute with Honduras. In its application, Belize recalls that since the early 19th century, the Keys have formed part of the territory of Belize, initially as part of the settlement of Belize and later the colony of British Honduras, and since 1981 as part of the independent state of Belize do you know that there is a um jamaican or descendants of jamaicans um set, did i say that right settlement in uh honduras yep and you have in costa rica i'm not sure about nicaragua but i know in honduras you have some uh, there's a group of jamaicans there it's funny when you listen to them and you hear them speaking patwa mixed in with the spanish it's really hilarious but yeah You know, we're all over the world. As a matter of fact, everybody from every country is all over the world. And the other day I was thinking. And I, you know. (laughs) We are closer or more similar than we are different. And we're so tightly woven that we and we don't even know it. You know, when we think about that relative that might, say, move to Australia or might move to Ecuador, we haven't been in touch with them, but they go on and start families. Guess what? You have family there. It's just that you're not in touch. We have we are global. We are all over the world. Yeah. Think about that for a second. And then with that thought in mind, I hope it will help us to change we, how we think about people from other countries right because we might be talking bad about them but we might be talking bad about our own relatives (laughs) just just my random thoughts folks i know our next up new vehicle importation restrictions introduced in the cayman Islands. story courtesy of cayman.loopnews.com The Cabinet, on April 25th, approved the Customs and Border Control Prohibited Goods Amendment Order 2023, which will see new import restrictions on some categories of vehicles older than seven years. The restriction on the importation of older vehicles is the first in a series of actions being taken by the government to help improve road safety and manage traffic congestion and its negative effects on the quality of life for motorists during peak commute times. Data from the Vehicle Imports Summary from 2010 to 2022 provides some insights into the role that vehicles themselves have played in the congestion issue over the last decade. The total number of cars imported to the Cayman Islands over 10 years from 2012 to 2022 is 39,267, with an annual average of 3,926 cars imported. However, During the last five years, from 2018 to 2022, the total number of cars imported is 23,953, with an annual average of 4,700. The average age of vehicles being imported has also increased.
2: Hmm.
1: The solution is aimed at reducing traffic congestion and at increasing the fuel efficiency emission emission standards and overall safety of vehicles on the roads. The increase in the number of older cars also increases dangerous emissions as older vehicles are less fuel efficient and more likely to cause air pollution. Well, they have joined other countries um, such as Jamaica, Barbados, Dominica, the Dominican Republic, Trinidad and Tobago, and St. Kitts and Nevis that have also placed restrictions on the age of the vehicles that you are allowed to import. Cayman Islands, it's so small though. How, 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 let, let's look at the square mileage because if one day, one day I'll own some island. And I think I would do things differently. Depending on the size of the island, um, do we really need to have all these motor vehicles? We could make it more um efficient in in the sense that you have probably EV vehicles, a couple buses um that would pick up people. Because the island is pretty much round. Hold on, let me let me pull up Cayman Islands here real quick while I'm talking. Um, so you have Little Brack as well. So Cayman Islands is more than one island. I call it Little Cayman. Uh, for those who don't know, the sovereign state, um, it's the United Kingdom. Were, so that means they are a British overseas territory. So here it is. 264 square kilometers or 102 square miles. That's pretty small. Does everybody there need to have a car? Can't they have like a 24-hour bus service that just picks people up and drops them off, pick you up at your gate, drop you off at your gate? That would make sense. Or, um, you know, a lot of what you call them golf carts, but they're bigger than golf carts. I think you know what I'm talking about. They're a little bigger, um, like ATVs, similar to that. But do we really need ever so many vehicles in such a small island? And it's, of course, the, the vehicle count is way higher. What I just read was the imported vehicles within a spate of time. But Cayman is so small. Yeah. I don't know. Good morning, Afo. How are you?
5: I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, well, even with the, the, the ATVs, I mean, still run on diesel fuel. You know but I mean? can't
1: you have electric ones? Don't they have electric ones?
5: Well, um, well um, I'm not sh- I've never seen a e- electric um, ATV before, always diesel. Um, but I, I, don't, I, I guess maybe they need to start something out where they can get more electric vehicles, if that's the case. You know what I mean? Get some more electric vehicles. So New York I change out them police cars them to electric vehicles now. So you're going to have electric police cars um run people. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you know what though. But you don't yeah, have so <laughs> Yeah, you know, so but yeah, we that but yeah Cayman is small. I mean I got lost well not lost but took the wrong bus and practically drive out the world came on within a day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So and then we were on the main we were on uh, Grand Cayman, so it was like weird. If we drive out the world came on in you know, one day, imagine the, the smaller part of Cayman know I mean? oh that you know so like, okay but um yeah them, them small over there, man they're them really small
1: so let me get it let me make sure I, I say it right folks it's three three islands you have grand Cayman, little Cayman, and then you have Cayman brack all right so yeah they don't need a whole lot of vehicles besides emergency vehicles and um police vehicles i, I think they could work out something smarter um the traffic
5: is a the traffic is a mess over there too. Just me. too the small to have traffic. I mean, just me. traffic terrible.
1: Yeah. Right, now my
5: cousin live over there and they around for ball about the traffic and all them stuff.
1: In Cayman um, Islands.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yep. So the traffic terrible <laughs> for them. So, um, all right. I guess everybody just want to look at independence having them all like a more little vehicle and things. So I, get it. I get it. The
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get that
1: part of it. All right. Moving on, I refuse to apologize. <laughs> Chastanet reacts to being suspended from the house. Story courtesy of Saint Lucia.loopnews.com. Let me tell you something. One thing about Caribbean politics, it's always entertaining. So the leader of the opposition and mp for, um, and I hope I'm not butchering this, Macau South, Honourable Alan Chastanet has been suspended from the House of Parliament after refusing to withdraw statements made in the House on Friday and apologize for them. The House ruled that in failing to issue an apology and a withdrawal of statements directed by Speaker Claudius Francis, Chastanet is not to be allowed in the precincts of the House until such time as this is done. During his budget presentation on Friday, May twenty eighth, the South, the MP accused the Minister of Housing and the Cabinet as a collective of being corrupt. Stating, "If you want a, to really resolve crime in this country, I'm sorry, I, I'm here cracking up." And let me tell you why I'm laughing. Imagine the leader of the opposition being suspended from the House of Parliament. But anyway, let me let me get my um, self in check. So, during his budget presentation on Friday, um. The South MP accused the Minister of Housing and the cabinet as a collective of being corrupt, stating, if you want to really resolve crime in this country, Mr. Speaker, it starts in the cabinet. The level of corruption of members in your own cabinet has to be addressed. This situation needs attention. How could you have a piece of land, Mr. Speaker, that was valued in 2013 at almost seven million dollars and in 2021 it was revalued at three point five million dollars. The crime situation is serious. The government needs to address it in this cabinet. The prime minister keeps on playing this game that he is this big, bad, tough guy and the buck stops with him. We have not seen that. And we have to set the example as leaders. There are too many examples, Mr. Speaker, of members not doing that. Mega, give it to him. May I... <laughs> listen, at least he is brave enough to call it out. And we all we, we have said it many times here in Coffee Too. A lot of corruption is at the very top. And if we don't address it there how can we expect the citizens to do better they're following your lead and so because you know wasn't was it this week i spoke about the truth we don't want to hear the truth no one wants to hear the truth there's something wrong with being um honest there's something wrong with us hearing the truth we have a problem we are so accustomed to corruption and lies and deception that that is the norm that when someone comes along and speaks the truth we find it grossly offensive grossly offensive when did falsification of everything become the norm and you know how hypocritical governments are, and the branch of government in specific, and that I'm addressing specifically, the judicial branch in every country. But when you, the liquor man or the liquor woman, show up in court and want the truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God. And they want to cast judgment on you and apply sentences when the very things that they're finding you guilty of. People in, in cabinet doing the same damn thing. But they, what they have a saying um, Animal Farm, who remembers that book? Had to do that book in high school, literature. We're all equal, but some are more equal than others. <laughs> no, ain't that the truth? <laughs> I don't blame you. Don't apologize. They need to address, face the truth and address it. So hold on, Gili, you're saying that he was, he is the former prime minister too. Ah, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, men wouldn't apologize either. Your truth is your truth. You're not come take me arm for idiot. Clean up. And we complain about that in, um, for example, of course, you hear me make reference to Jamaica a lot because that's where I'm from. But let us turn it to what's going on even in the United States in the Supreme Court. The corruption, the underhandedness. The Supreme Court. <laughs> All right, Chastanet, stand stand, and toes down and tell them, say, and not nah, apologize because as a matter of fact, the people in the cabinet need to be apologizing to the citizens of um, St. Lucia for setting a bad example. Yeah, that's what they need to do. Next up, head on over to Grenada. Grenadian-American designer rocks custom design at the Met Gala. Story courtesy of caribbean.loopnews.com, Grenada was represented at the Metropolitan Museum of Art's Costume Institute Benefit Gala on Monday night through designer Felicia Noel. The creative force and owner of the uh, clothing brand, Faye Noel... The designer wore her own custom design to pay homage to iconic designer Carl Lagerfeld. Uh, Noelle accompanied Mark Mitrick, CEO of Saks, to the event. The Benefit Gala marked the opening of the exhibition entitled Carl Lagerfeld, A Line of Beauty. Born in New York to to Grenadian um, parents, Noelle has maintained close ties to the island, visiting often and drawing inspiration for her designs. You know what? Let me put up a picture. Let me put the link up so you can see her design. We we know. We just don't want to talk about it. We got to show it as well. Bear with me one moment here. I'm putting the link up for my folks on okay update link okay all right there she is like it like it like it all right she's beautiful so awesome job did anyone watch the Met Gala um the red carpet I didn't but I'm seeing pictures I never watch it I'll be honest I never watch it but I do look at pictures afterwards now, I don't know if I'm to laugh, or if I'm to cry, if I'm to clap, or if I'm to be concerned.
6: Um, I would say uh, crying would be appropriate, and being concerned is very, very appropriate. Good morning, everybody, by the way.
1: Good morning, Nouvelle.
6: That, yeah, man, that, that whole Met event, that was a disaster.
2: <laughs> disaster. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, <laughs> I, you know what i probably don't have an eye for fashion i thought i did um yeah but i i totally lost it with some of the outfits um i get it it is supposed to be artistic an artistic expression for the met gala right um but <sighs> i'll just say cool. that and i'll keep it moving <laughs>
6: yes yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous okay all right cool i, I, I won't even get into the specifics of no the i will
1: message. not because i will not because to each his mm-hmm. own and um everyone's palette is different um some people can uh, embrace the different things no yes i agree ronnie um that i like to see the fashion and who can stay on theme because that's important you know being able to stay on theme uh, Julie, I have not seen Carter's outfit. You know what? Now I got to go look at Carter's outfit. Um, so what was the, nobody was, nobody would think that Rihanna won after being fashionably late and the, um, outfit, nobody cared for Rihanna's outfit.
6: No, I didn't like it. Not at all. Nothing about it. She looked like a cloud. Also too. Mm, all right. Let me stop right there.
1: Okay, so let me see if I. Okay, so Cardi B's Met Gala. Uh, New Villiers mic is open. Cardi B's Met Gala 2023 decoy outfit was a bubble, bubble gum pink bedazzled tulle gown. All right. What's the theme again? Hold on. Let me go back. What's the theme again? The theme is a line of beauty. Okay. Um. Cardi B, where are you? Okay. You know, I'm not a pink person, right? I I, I am not a fan of the color pink. I tolerate it. <laughs> um, don't ask me why. When I see too much pink, I think Pepto-Bismol. Um, <laughs> I honestly think Pepto-Bismol. Um, let me go to, let me see Uh, It it was okay. I think it was okay, Um, Julie. I think it was okay. I won't say uh, I loved her outfit. I think it's too much pink for me. I can't take too much pink. Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I guess I'm not a girly girl, right? Um, And that's okay.
5: Uh, Is that uh, that thing where the mouth is just weird? uh,
1: It's not weird. It's okay. So it is. I mean, Doja came looking like a cat well because it's not weird it's about art and artistic expression so you're they have a theme and then you make you have a designer make very creative outfits to um represent the theme so you you have to it's a mixture of art and fashion and imagination right um so when it comes to the cat um just to give you a little insight, Afo. She did it not trying to be weird, but because he liked cats. So that was her way to honor him. Right? He liked okay. cats. Yeah. Yeah.
6: So let me ask you a question. If this is not weird to you. When somebody that asks her a question, you know mm-hmm. they're into the situation and she's responding the way that a cat would respond. Meow. Okay. Next question. Meow, meow, meow. That's not weird. It's very weird to me.
1: Weird to us, but I'm sure she has a valid reason why she did it, but that we don't understand. You know, many times when things don't play along with what we think as being normal, we do call it weird, right? Rightly so sometimes, but um, she may have a valid reason. You know, quite frankly, I didn't hear the question, but I will say this... um, about some red carpet interviews they don't need to be done just let these people walk the red carpet stop twist turn you can talk about the dress but some of the red carpet questions are some for me ridiculous unnecessary and a total waste of my time and who to tell she was probably saying that in her meow way i don't know (laughs)
5: <laughs> I, I long, I, I can't talk It's all because why kind of people. No one they want them to talk about this megala thing. So you know more time them straight up on social media and stuff like that. And now like, I, I don't see anyone. I don't see anyone. You know what I mean? Because I'm gonna say, and at first, man, here I see this megala thing. But um, I mean, what them called art. Uh, yeah, uh it's okay that's how i'm going know especially like when lady gaga and you know some outfits and the others and it's like what is this you know but uh, you know uh what them call art it might be weird to others or right? well, it might be weird to others they might see it as art so i guess i want them situations yeah. yeah it's 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 just so like it is, to each his own, you
1: know right
5: it, it is subjective however however
6: i do feel really the need to say this see? When i was watching the highlights from that whole you know met gala thing or whatever right washington
2: you know okay cool
6: watching and you know what's weird it's like um you know back in the day still with you know versailles and you know you had the the ultra you know rich just you know drinking champagne and eating all kind of nice Food and fruit, so what while the people are starving. And it's just like, oh, you know, that's kind of what it felt like to me watching that. Like the world is burning and you know, um, you know, it's just fun for you to put on a full cat costume and go there and like When I mean full cat costume, I think it was Gerard Lotto that wear it. Full cat costume. See? And there was another person, um, I'm not really sure who it was, but it was a black man. <clears throat> See? And uh what he was wearing was nothing at all he was just painted in silver and it that that, that is um, it, oh, all right, you know let, let me stop it right there. but okay um, i'm sorry i don't I, there is nothing creative or artistic about some of the things that i saw some of the things that i saw was just ridiculous
1: but Phil, when you go into an art museum do you like every piece of art that is hanging on the the gallery walls no so no, to each their not. own. So you might not so you might look at something a, a piece of art on a wall and say, Oh, this is ridiculous. And then somebody else comes up and says, Oh my gosh, this is absolutely beautiful. And they're willing to it's shell future, out millions yeah. of dollars. Now, what we have to also understand is that the Met Gala is also a charity event. They raise funds for charity. Now, in the world, there's so much craziness going on. Nothing is wrong with having some distraction, something to make us laugh, something to make us relax, you know, and they're doing it to raise funds for a good cause, you know, so. Okay, no problem. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning, Javed. How are
4: you? I'm well. I'm just saying good morning. I just came in. How are you? Mm, I'm good.
1: You're good? Mm, Well, glad to have you. (laughs) We'll have to check in with Ms. Javed afterwards. (laughs) Yes, yes, we will, definitely. All right, so we have some good news out of Jamaica, courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. A former domestic worker and cancer survivor is elated that she is now a homeowner. As Shirley Nugent prepares for another possible battle with cancer, she is grateful to have the comfort and the security of her own home, which was provided through the Ministry of Local Government and Rural Development's Indigenous in, in, Indigent. Housing program. I apologize today, folks. My apologies. The 64 year old resident of Hamilton Mountain in Araka St. Mary, was presented with the keys to the new studio unit valued at $4.5 million by Portfolio Minister Desmond McKenzie earlier this year. The unit is constructed on a parcel of land that she inherited from a relative. Achieving the milestone of home ownership was no easy feat for Nugent whose journey was fraught with significant health challenges, including being diagnosed with cervical cancer in 2003 at age 52. The cancer was discovered while she was being treated for gallstones. They had to put off the gall bladder stone removal surgery and do the cancer removal surgery first because she was bleeding excessively and was dying slowly. That was back in February 2004, and she had another surgical procedure to remove the stones from her gallbladder in October of that same year. Her fight with cancer is not over. As she said, she has been informed by her doctor that the disease is showing signs of returning. Further complicating her condition was the diagnosis of lumbar spondyliosis in 2016, which is the degeneration of the vertebrae and discs of the lower back. The condition affects her ability to walk. She also has a heart condition and deteriorating vision. Despite her health challenges, Nugent, told J.I.S. News that she has strong faith in God, said she is determined to live, and with her new home, she's planning for her future. That's a lot for one person to go through, I must say, and of course, with all of this, her sight has also been affected. Um, women, please, see if you have excessive bleeding, Please get yourselves checked. I'm surprised that she has lived this long because um, not many people live very long after being diagnosed with cervical cancer, right? Um, please get your pap smears, women, men. Please encourage your women, your, the women in your lives, beat your daughters, depending on their age, of course, um, aunts, nieces, mothers, grandmothers. Please encourage them to get their wellness checks, to have their to go see their OBGYNs, get those PAP smears done. Um, detection is important. Early detection is important. Very important. And, get, and it can save lives. Um, medicine has advanced. Technology in medicine has advanced significantly. And I think we can say that has contributed to her survival, being able to um, live this long. 10 years later, because she was, am I right? No, Lord of mercy, my mat's off. 20 years later, she's still alive, right? Um, So, yes, thank you for this one, Tasha. HPV vaccination is encouraged as well for young people. And they say that is supposed to help with staving off um, cervical cancer in young women. All right. So it is so, so important, folks, ladies and get yourselves checked. And men, please encourage the women again in your lives to get themselves checked. All right. Okay, so a little bit more about the Met Gala. We're going to have a little music to go with it. So we're going to rate the looks. Well, not me. We're not rating looks, though. I I am not. Celebs with Caribbean roots. That's what we're going to talk about. Celebs with Caribbean roots at the Met Gala. Courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. Celebrities with Caribbean roots were among the star-studded procession that paraded before photographers at the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute Benefit Gala. Known popularly as the Met Gala, the event on Monday celebrated the opening of the Carl Lagerfield, a line of beauty exhibition, and invited guests did their best to honor the iconic designer with their fashion. Well, out of the Caribbean, Puerto Rico's bad bunny, guyana's letitia wright barbado's is rihanna and her beau asap rocky who is of Barbadian heritage along with dominican republic and trinidadian rapper cardi b little nas x of the of dominican heritage of not dominican dominican you know we, we they they're spelled the same but they're pronounced differently so one is the dominican republic and the other one is Dominica, so of D- Dominican heritage, and Naomi Campbell of Jamaican heritage, all wrapped for the Caribbean. So, you can check out their looks. I'm going to pin the link at the top of the page and you know, see which ones you liked and which ones you did not like. For my listeners online. I'm sure if you just go and Google and jump on Met Gala, you will see all the looks. But if you want to look at the looks specifically for those who repped for the Caribbean, you can check those looks out on caribbean.lootnews.com. On car yeah. Stick a pin. Um, the outfit Bad Bunny wore was kind of similar to what Rihanna wore. I'll just say that. Click on the link and do, go through the slides. You'll see what I'm talking about. There was some similarity um, with... Yeah. Oh, and on social media, someone made a comment about um, ASAP Rocky's skirt. It's not a skirt. He wore a kilt. A uh, kilt is... Um, a part of scottish culture have you ever seen pictures of people who play the bagpipe and they wear their kilts um and people might say okay so why wear something from scottish culture well in case many of you don't know the scottish many scottish folks um migrated to the caribbean and they are a part of the Caribbean because their generations are there. So and who to tell? He probably has Scottish blood in him. So nothing wrong with him embracing it. All right. But after all, don't people embrace black culture and wear black culture? So what's wrong if he wears theirs? Just saying. All right. Next up, Janelle Monet. Yes, sir. She credits Jamaican food For toned physique. Uh, Janelle, 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 um, while y'all up in our business, you want to (laughs) stay out of our kitchens. I'm only kidding. So Jamaican food and sex. Oh, okay. According to American singer and actress Janelle Monet, are the two things responsible for her toned physique? So let me ask the question: Is it sex the Jamaican way or just sex? You know, I I need you to clarify that for me. (laughs) <laughs> the 37-year-old Monet dropped a bulky coat, a white, a black and white tweed Tom Brown design, to reveal a see-through cage and her bikini-clad, chiseled physique at the Metropolitan Museum of Art Costume Institute Gala carpet on monday her body is banging i must say (laughs) yep 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 the glass onion a knives out mystery actress showed off her look and put on a performance with the two-in-one design which required two men in suits to unravel the bulky jacket and remove it for the grand reveal a sheer cone shaped dress with a black sequin bikini beneath it absolutely gorgeous yep she said it Jamaican food and sex. I just I, I just need clarification, you know, when it comes to sex. What
5: is yeah, that? Chill, like on the dress up, on the fridge top, on the stool?
1: <laughs> yeah, we just need that. <laughs> alright we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break when we return we have more stories for you from the international scene as well as this is america keep it locked
0: i remember when you called me weird. we was in math class third row i was sitting by you before Mr. Ammon's class, because my mama couldn't afford new Jay's Polo thrift stores, thrift clothes. That was all I knew. Do you remember? Uh, I remember when you laughed when I cut my perm off and you rated me a six. I was like, damn. But even back then, with the tears in my eyes, I always knew I was the. I like that. I like that. They say I'm crazy The way you got me open, baby Ooh. They say I'm bugging The way I'm time sweating your lovin' they all sit and wonder why this feeling i cannot hide it ain't a question of pride
1: Big thank you to everyone listening on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Here is Inja Irene. Today we're taking it real easy as we celebrate women. Hashtag WCW, Neo Soul Style.
0: That I want to see in the sun.
1: Strength, courage, and wisdom. I've
0: for much too long Cause I've been too afraid to let it show I'm scared of the judgment and may follow Always putting off my living for tomorrow It's time to step out on faith I gotta show my faith It's been elusive for so long
1: Big thank you to everyone logged on to the Johnno radio.com site. For quality, mu- not quality quality music. What am I saying for non-stop party vibe? <laughs> Download the Johnno Radio app J A H K N O it is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Johnno Radio take us on the go. All for
0: what people might say, I'm gonna do this my own way. Starting to best of me inside. How many times I compromise. I don't do this for the glory or for what people might say. I'm gonna do this my own way. Starting to This is your life here in your hands, you gotta fight to take the stand, and I know you might not see it, but the high can fall so fast, when you're in first don't forget the last, you gotta give it all
1: Thank you to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. Thank you for joining me for Coffee tow World News on the Go. It's a girl. To my folks listening online, we do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. It's where I read the news and we share our views. Keep it locked. Let's
0: right
1: squeeze in this one.
0: Priceless.
1: Melanie Fiona.
0: And baby, be love. That's what it takes to laugh
1: This quarter after the top of the hour, we're going to go ahead and get back to business. Stories on the international scene. We definitely need this feel good music, Afo. So much going on. So much going on in the world. and get started let, I, i'm getting lost in the music you know what let me stop that one <laughs> stop miss jill scott she will start back for us when we return when we get back to our next break all right so um eight children and a security guard killed in serbia school shooting and it seems as though this was pre-planned Al Jazeera.com is reporting that seven girls, one boy, and a security guard, were killed in Serbia by a 14 year old suspect who opened fire on his schoolmates using his father's gun. Before opening fire, the teenage attacker, a student at the Vladislav Ribnikar school, reported himself to the police, confessing to the shooting. Police in Central Belgrade, head of um, the Belgrade police, said the suspect had two guns and two petrol bombs and had pre-planned everything. He even had names of children he wanted to kill and their classes, he told a press conference. A sketch the suspect drew before the attack looks a bit like something from a video game or from a horror movie, which indicates that he planned in detail to go room by room class by class, how to enter each classroom and how to kill each child and in what order. A schoolgirl witness told Al Jazeera, at first I thought that someone was throwing firecrackers in the corridors and that it was nothing serious. But later I saw a member of of the security fall to the floor. I ran and I told the PE teachers about the shooting upstairs and Then we all went to safety and we heard more shooting. Apparently worried there could have been more than one attacker, teachers locked down the school. At least one of six injured pupils was in a life-threatening condition and was undergoing surgery. A teacher was also seriously wounded. Mayor of the district where the school is located said doctors were fighting to save the teacher's life. Local media footage from the scene showed commotion outside the school as police removed the suspect, whose head was covered as officers led him to a car parked in the street. Mass shootings are relatively rare in Serbia, which has strict gun laws, but the Western Balkans are awash with hundreds of thousands of illegal weapons after wars and unrest in the 1990s. In the last shooting a Balkan war veteran in 2013 killed 13 people in a central Serbian village. Serbian authorities have offered several amnesties for owners to hand in or register illegal guns. People across the nation of course are in total shock. This one was um whew, This one was really hard for me when um, because anytime it involves children anywhere around the world yesterday was difficult reading about the situation in Kenya of the 109 bodies discovered so far those children who were forced to starve themselves to death the majority of the bodies found were children when you think of all the mass shootings that happen in schools in the United States, children under the attack. And now, this story children, majority children.
4: Moments. Yes, Javet. Did you say that he called the police ahead of time and yes. they still didn't get a chance to stop him?
1: Yep. So he must wow. have been there. He must have already been there and was just, you know, you put the phone down and then you just start doing what you have to do.
4: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wow. So, 14, 14, 14 years old.
1: 14 so, years old. They, 14 years and old.
4: they say children can't be evil. Some people you, think children can't be evil.
1: You know something, Javet? We're born with good and evil in us. And I think I've said it here before, Javet, that if you watch a baby, a a little toddler, and you catch them, they know when they're doing something wrong and you, you come upon them. They hide something. They will hide their hands behind their back or they'll push their, if they're sitting, they'll push their hands under their legs to hide something that they know they're not supposed to have or they think they're not supposed to have. And you have to teach them from a very young age right from wrong. We are all born with good and evil in us. We have all had some thoughts at some point, but the difference is self-control and discipline and common sense and the ability to to, to rationalize situations. But we, 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 we all have it in us try as we might to deny it we do and yes children can be evil children are bullies children are bullies go right ahead uh javet go ahead
4: it's me again yeah yeah go, go. so a few days ago so my daughter works with children with learning disabilities and a few days ago she texted me and she said this five-year-old told her that everybody, and he named the place that they worked, was going to die. And he also said his friends were going to die. And she texted me that with the crying emoji because she said this little boy is five years old. So I texted her back and I, I got a red bar so I'm not sure if you're hearing me. Yeah,
1: we're hearing you. We're hearing
4: you. I text her back and I told her to of course watch herself as well as tell the her manager and make sure that his parents are told as well because there's two things you don't know if it's this is what this little boy is thinking or if this is what this little boy has heard but for a five year old to say that
1: it's yeah and then javet you see what's in the uh rosolo is just sending this message over this is disturbing folks something is really wrong um imagine as we're talking about this issue in serbia rosolo just sent a message her daughter reached out to her saying that someone just got shot in her high school so their high school is on a lockdown right now and this is in georgia oh no snellville georgia so the high school is on lockdown just happened the school just she just got a call from her daughter thank god our children what's going on
7: you know mama's uh (sighs) And and this this is why parents are now faced with because I I have three young three young toddlers and literally, literally we were having a conversation recently
2: <clears throat>
7: whether I want to homeschool my kids because this is ridiculous with with the with the with the with the amount of guns kids can't go to school and learn without without the fear of your child not coming home or getting that call that, you know, your kid didn't make it. I know that is every parent's worst nightmare. And conversations seriously are happening about not choosing to send your kid to school where they're supposed to be safe. They're supposed to be there to learn. It, 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 this saddens me. It sickens me that we can't figure out a solution for this.
1: It, it's just horrible. Listen, um, I don't, it's not that they can't figure out uh, a solution. They don't want to figure. They don't want to do the right thing. Right. That's what it is. They don't right. want it's, to it's, do it's, the right thing. It's a choice.
7: Yeah, it, it, it's 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 what we talk about all the time. That you know, politics runs everything. Politics and money run everything, mm-hmm. and even down da- even down to the safety of your children in school politics and money run everything and it's it's
1: sick man um i don't know i really don't know at the end of the day it's going to be up to us to stand up but we talk about the need for everyone standing up and doing something we understand that money is what motivates folks right and money is people's God money is what people worship people say they, 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 they worship whatever they don't they, they worship money they only speak money and they're only moved by money so why aren't we hitting them where it hurts what can happen if every single person in this country got up and said we are not going to work today our children are not going to school today everybody can they fire everybody let's be reasonable about that can they fire everybody And I think that's the only thing that's the only way we're going to reach them because when they realize that no tax no tax dollars coming in for that day. Oh, woo, hold on.
5: You know how Moses said that that's the same thing Billy Carson said. Billy Carson said the same thing. Yeah. They can't fire everybody. You said what would happen the same exact words, what would happen if everybody just get up and say them now go work to the them now go the school to the them now you know them everybody just go and say you know we we'll go withdraw money from the bank all them something there. what if everybody just get up and do that you must say you know, you, know, you know realize when happened, happen when I see the power well then happen right Yes, so when everybody just unite and just do um fight against these um these uh these these, these, these beings these entities where claim to see them in control are the same thing you say I must I must say the same thing during the pandemic when people are getting fired for, for not going to work because I'm saying, we trust i say, look, I'm going trust us something and I'm not going to take it. You get what I'm mean? saying? I'm mean say, yo, so all the people I need for that just unite and say, hey, look, me not going take something unite, we are not, not, not forced on this thing or this seem right. We're not going to work today. We're not going go to school. we can't fire everybody. Well, you think the boss I run and go for every, to every desk I try to go up on everybody's computer for the, them work? No, they're going to sit down and say, we can't do it that way. We need to come up with a better solution where everybody can be on board and you know, everybody get what they want. But when a man says, hey, I'm not doing because I have my rent to pay, Me have my bills to sort out, I have this, for, this or that for do, so I'm, I can't afford to get fired, miss no payment or get in no trouble with the boss. And, and when that started, everybody starts to think that way, then nothing not is going to get done, and these bosses and the government and whoever, I just say, oh, all right. I just say, we have them now. We can't. We have control over them. You see me? We have control over them. We can not get things done because see that everybody starts to think that way, you know. So the few decide they when them now go do certain stuff, and them go stand and hold them ground, <laughs> You know, what I mean, people look on them. I give them the side eye and look on them a certain way, and you know, and that kind of something. So I just unity. I just unity for get things done. But look like, we don't know, we don't know why, why, why it's so hard for people to unite.
1: We are going to have to make a decision, folks, because us not wanting to get up and stand together is going to at some point affect us. And we don't know who is next. We don't know which school is next. We don't know which mall is next, which church is next. Which supermarket is next? Which Walmart is next? And As as I'm saying, which Walmart is next? Just yesterday, the Walmart close to where Marlon's mom lives. Shooting inside the Walmart. The man died. He was airlifted to hospital, but he died. People had to be removed from walmart and they're allowed today to go back and get their things this is thankfully they caught the person they caught the person he was heading south on state road 7 on a motorbike or scooter and whatever the heck it is but we something is wrong but (sighs) i don't know everybody if, if the message has to be taken underground, because I tell you something, we chat too much sometimes. We put too much of what we're going to do on social media. We know the term move in silence. We're going to have to plan underground for everybody to get up and say we're staying home today. We're not going to work. We're not sending our children to school. So what that means the only people who should be moving are the ones who are in a critical condition who have to go have a baby or whatever. and They have to get to the hospital. Everything has shut down the airports. Everything shut it down. We were able to shut down and we were still alive, right? Remember when they shut us down during COVID? We're still alive. Shut it down. Stop the cash registers from collecting money. Nobody and shutting down doesn't mean we're gonna go on online on Amazon and be shopping. Not a dollar is to be moved. Not one single dollar. Get everything you need to have. Do like what the Seventh day Adventists do. Get everything you need to have. And if the shutdown is gonna be for a day, two days, three days, a week, we gotta do something. Because we have to send a message. Can you imagine if nobody moves for one whole week? Please call ups. Can you imagine? That is when they will listen to us. Because right now, they don't care. The only thing they care about is money. So we need to start hitting them where it hurts. We don't need to go out in the streets. Because when we go in the streets clearly people can't control themselves they start burning down buildings and that makes no sense that's not solving anything and then you run the risk of incarceration no we're not going to put money in the pockets of private prison owners we're not going to do that we've got to be smart about it i would love everybody Sit your asses down. When the drivers for these people who are in government positions don't show up for work, they drive their asses to to wherever they need to be. Ain't nobody going to be there to drive them. No security detail. You're on your own. Everybody stay home. Everybody. Guarantee you, folks. They will change. They will be forced to change at that point. And it's because none of their children are getting killed. That's why they don't care. You could hold up placard signs in front of the White House, in front of the Capitol, in front of your um, state buildings. It doesn't matter. it doesn't you know to show you the power (laughs) oh lord i saw a the power that we have (laughs) saw a video excuse me i hope i tagged it (laughs) not to digress too much but um came across this video and i was like wow I don't think we recognize how powerful we are. Ah, it's business related though. Listen to Florida this. point
8: pointed out, yes, Black America absolutely did save Cadillac. How is it, you might ask? During the Great Depression, luxury car brands shrunk dramatically. In a five-year span, Cadillac sales went down 84%. And they were literally on the chopping block. GM was having an executive meeting to decide just that. When there was a knock on the door, I kid you not, and a guy named Nicholas Drystadt was standing there. He was a very talented mechanic and head of GM's service department division. He begged for 10 minutes of the board's time. They granted it to him. He came in and said, in 18 months I can turn Cadillac around. They're like, that's impossible, how? He goes, I travel around to service departments around the country and I see them packed with black Americans, the elite the entertainers, the ministers, the doctors, the lawyers, et cetera. He goes, That's, that is the brand that they all want to drive. And at the time Cadillac had a policy in 1933, they did not sell Cadillacs to black Americans. So how are black Americans buying it? They were paying white men $300 cash to buy the car for them. And they would in turn buy it from them. And Mr. Drysett told the board, why let these white men have this $300 when it can be coming to us? So GM changed their policy in 1934. And can you guess what happened? Black America saved Cadillac. Sales went up 70% in a single year and they made Mr. that head of Cadillac. Don't know if you knew this. If you didn't, please repost. Have a great day and thank you for the comment, Marie.
1: So the video was not really to highlight that, yes, the Black community is a savior <laughs> in its own way. Um, but to talk to, to highlight what can be done, how powerful we are as human beings, the ability to shift, the ability to change a trajectory, to adjust the sales, but it's as though we don't care. We, we're talking, and we're talking, and we're talking, We're ju- but the talk is going nowhere, and they recognize that we're only talking. You know what? They're saying, oh, they going to talk. Oh, they're going to do the hashtag. Oh, they're going to march for a little bit. That'll be right. We'll get back to business in a minute. We say we are not our parents and our grandparents, but you're right. We're not. They had the guts to get up and fight. They had the guts. What do we have besides talk and social media and bringing things to awareness? So we have all this information. We know what's going on. We know what needs to be done, but we're not doing anything. So we really aren't our parents and grandparents. That's the truth. Huh? What are we going to do? The next child could be our own. What are we going to do? Sit down and accept thoughts and prayers? Hopes and dreams, wishes as they throw words at each other across the aisle? Wasting time is all is what I call it. They don't need to have debates. they don't need to spend hours up there in in Washington deciding, oh my God, what are we going to do? How are we going to combat this? We don't need um leaders going into communities and putting their hands around anyone. That's not changing a damn thing. It's not helping anything.
7: I saw a, a, a post a long time ago. I don't even there's been so many I, I don't even remember when this was, but um. I saw a post on social media a long time ago saying um, the incident happened. We, we say a prayer, we, we rally speeches, and then and then everybody goes silent. And then, then and then the next incident happens, and it continues the same sickening cycle, and nothing else happens after that.
1: nothing nothing if the slaves didn't rebel we would still be in we would we would be enslaved still if people didn't fight for freedoms we wouldn't have them we wouldn't be able to vote we wouldn't be able to go about our business we wouldn't be able to get medical care Are we doing our ancestors any justice by being silent? And I call it silence, yeah, because we aren't doing anything. We talk about voting, okay, so we vote and, uh, you know, yes, we say we vote to get the change we want. But you know what? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. We're voting in more of the same. They go in, do good for a little bit, and then they fall into the trap because <laughs> because those that are there, tell them, fall in line. So they fall in line. And you have the few brave ones who will try to stay the course. But the truth is we're really voting in more of the same. They come, they sell us a good story collar-tricking, convince us we fall for it and the cycle repeats itself. Wash dry wear wash dry wear and even when it's shredded to pieces, still wash dry wear. We need a system where we can get people's asses out of the um, positions they're in quick o'clock. Just like the, I, I said this before. If you don't show any um, <laughs> promising <laughs> results within a specific period of time, you don't need four years, eight years, someone that are too long. We don't need that amount of time with y'all doing more of the same. We need a different system where, okay, i give you two years. You ain't do nothing. Bye-bye. Everybody everybody get out because you know and 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 i said this here also something that marlon had pointed out how on god's earth they all going go into office um making a hundred thousand dollars and every single one of them come up with a net worth with hundreds of millions of dollars we don't see something wrong with that clearly they're there for their own interests and that has been the plan all along, to get in there so they can secure the bag.
5: That's what politics is all about.
1: And our children are dying.
7: Not the- only that, but, but it's sad that the school districts around the country, <laughs> teachers can't even afford to, you know, can't even afford to give their kids the proper education.
1: I don't know.
2: <laughs>
1: don't know. All right. Um so or you know, thoughts and prayers go out to the folks in Serbia as they try to grapple what's going on. Um Rosolo, we're grateful that you were able to speak with your daughter. Um I'm sure everybody is <sighs> frantic. Can you imagine no worried about having to face school the next day children have to be at their wits end what are the conversations we're having with our children in the morning how to protect yourselves at school remember to hide Remember, if anything happens, call me right away. These are the conversations we're having with our children in the mornings. Not, baby, have a wonderful day. Do your best. Be awesome. Be kind. See you later. That's not what we're talking about. We have to be prepping our children while we're dropping them off at school or while we're walking them to school or while we're... Um, Putting that waiting, you know, waiting for the bus to pick them up. That's what we have to be talking to them about. Survival skills. Which one of us in here had to worry about survival skills when we were going to school? Which one of us? I sure as hell didn't. Didn't have to. You're just happy-go-lucky. So our conversations with our children have to be different. I sh- I'm sure all our children probably need therapy, especially those who have been affected in some way, shape or form when it comes to gun violence, especially in their schools. Can you imagine you're in school and all of a sudden you have a duck and hide? And God forbid the ones who see a child drop dead in front of them. That's the state of America, and that's the state of America that we want, that these people who call themselves politicians want for us. I'm sorry I'm I'm belaboring the, the thing, but it's really hurting. It's really hurting. I'm sick of the stories. It's probably just us in here. It's probably just us. Rosolo, I thank God that my little cousin is okay.
9: Go ahead, Rosolo. Good morning. Thank you, guys. Um, (sighs) Um, You know, my 16-year-old, she has always wanted to be homeschooled. I'm sorry. I'm crying. That's okay. That's okay.
1: That's okay. Make no
9: apologies. Yeah,
10: take your time.
9: <sighs> she always wanted to be homeschooled. And so when the pandemic hit, she was excited. <laughs> she didn't have to go around. They annoy her. From, she's very quiet. You know, she's very quiet. She's not me. She's not the same Taurus like me. She's very quiet. Very, very shy. Very, very, (laughs) very shy, um, but very smart, very smart, hides it well. And, you know, she's messaging me and thank God she's messaging, you know, and they've had a lockdown before and not known it. And the kids do crazy things, especially as the year ends and, you know, they take their finals and exams early and then they have two weeks to do nothing. And she's always said that. This is the week that they're gonna act crazy. Next week is the week that they're gonna act crazy. And she begs, please don't let me go in there. Please don't let me. And now with something like this happening, you start feeling so guilty, right? Because she's begged, please don't let me have. And we have have to let her go to school. Yeah. truancy. We have to. But you feel so guilty now when something like this happens cuz I know her little heart. You know she just she's probably so scared and it's not a major shooting. A shooting is a shooting, I guess. I just um I'm sorry you guys. Uh Apparently the child got there was some altercation and we took it from out of the school into the parking lot. They said their helicopters there right now and they're on a lockdown. She says she's in the classroom and she's safe. But I can I can only imagine how she feels. And then as her parent, as her mom, who knows this is the one of the this is the one child who doesn't want to be there. She does not want to be in the building with these children. And every day something, every week something more drastic happens in her school. These kids are just unruly. They're unruly, and I don't understand why. And then you want to blame teachers, and they blame. It's our, we are the ones raising these kids, and we're not doing a good job. I don't care whose feelings that hurts. We are not. Our generation is not doing a good job. They don't know how to come into interviews. They don't know how to speak to adults. They have they don't, they don't know how to respect their teachers. They don't know how to respect each other. It, the only thing they can think of to handle any type of conflict is some type of violence. It hurts my heart that there's a, that someone got shot at my daughter's school. It hurts my heart. And I literally want to go pull her, but I know I've called the school. They told me don't. <laughs> they know me. I'll shut down the school myself just trying to find her. You know, I'm one of those parents that will run in the school during a shooting. You know, so I thank you guys. I just had to say that because she's my little one who didn't want to be there. And now I just feel so guilty today that she has to go through this because she asked not to be there. That's the moment. She's fine. Thank you guys. I'm sorry. I just, I can't even get my thoughts together. I'm so sorry.
1: Thank you for sharing, Rosolo. No apologies needed.
9: You're welcome. Yes, thank you
1: this is what's happening in our country folks this is what is happening who can we bombard just like folks on tiktok bombarded cnn msnbc to report the story with what the republicans are planning to do to try to steal the next election to make it by making it more difficult for people to vote what can we do who can we bombard who because they see the things on TikTok. They see it, but they're, they're, they're still not caring. And we talk about, you know, Javet, we talk about um, having the conversation with our children, but who is having the conversations with us as parents to settle us?
4: Because we're adults, we're going to have to go and get, someone to help us and also having conversations like we're having here today. So Rosola knows we have her back. We have everyone back. This is a family. We come in here every morning and we laugh and we joke and we pray for each other. So, Rosolo, I was just texting you because I'm getting out the car, but I can say it live if you need to talk. I don't care what time it is. Give me a call. I don't care if it's during to the day throughout the day. Give me a call. I will get up from my desk. I am the person that will get up from my desk and go to speak to someone. I don't care. I got tears in my eyes right now because I know the guilt that Rosola is feeling right now. Especially when you work somewhere where you can't stay home. And Rosola, don't hold back the tears. Let it out because when you hold it in, we all know it distributes through our body and then we mess up our health. I can tell you that from experience (laughs) about health being messed up because of what I'm holding in. And we have to find ways to release it. If it's screaming, if it's soaking in a tub, If it's just taking 10 or 15 minutes to go outside and hug a tree, walk in the grass, all the things that we spoke about or we've been speaking about. Meditating. I told y'all yesterday, I took myself out to dinner and I sat in a restaurant by myself and I don't have no problem doing that. And I just sat and I ate and I was quiet with myself. We have to find a way to save each other, our families, and saving this earth is going to take more than one person.
11: Grand Rising, everyone.
4: Good morning, Chief.
1: Grand Rising, King.
11: Yeah, um, giving thanks to the Most High for for, for really protecting your child, Rosolo. Uh, I feel your heart, and I'm going to equally Im- uh, implore you or, or, or request of you to assess this situation with an abundance amount abundant amount of gratitude. because you're not calling us telling your, telling us your child got shot in school today.
2: Mm-hmm.
11: So mm-hmm. My, grat- my gratitude, yes, my gratitude is at the highest level because I'd rather you be here crying because you feel bad than to say, you have to bury your child. Amen. Feel, feel what you need to feel and give, give thanks that the ancestors, your, your, whatever guiding spirits you trust in, believe in, have faith in, whatever your medicine is, acknowledge it and give thanks for it today. I'll say it to that. As a, as, a mem- as a member of your family, this family, I would give. I want to use my words have to be really intentional right now because I need you to take this medicine. But I need I need you and us to understand how we experience these cycles. Those of us who were raised in who were in school in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, we remember the same cycle of violence because of gang crimes, gang violence. We was going through the same things with shootings at schools all the time. This is all you would hear about, bombarding in the news. How did we deal with it? We made a big mistake then. Our mistake was we wanted somebody else to fix our problem, and we got the crime bill. Next thing you know, the majority of our children were being incarcerated. If we have got to say, we will pull our kids out of these schools until you get this thing right and we will hold ourselves accountable and make sure that we participate in the process because if we don't participate in the process you we have to understand america not a doesn't allow this to happen unless there's some money to be made and as long as those kids are in school money is being made that's why they keep your kids in school you don't even get mental health days where they take your kids out of the school and say, let these kids get some days off. It's the end of the year, it ain't much going on anyway. Let them take their tests. They can do the tests online. You already got an online system because we had to deal with it during COVID. So it ain't like you don't have an option. And if all the parents said, listen, we're not sending our kids back to school. We got to get this together. Whatever tests need to be taken, they can take them from home. So it's not like we don't have the options. Our communities and our families and our parents, we as parents got to get together And handle our shit, and stop waiting for somebody else to do it because somebody else is already handling our shit the wrong way, and we letting it happen. We not we can't do that. Let's hold ourselves accountable, not just for the problem, but also for the good, for the solution. Like that's why I'm saying, let's start with gratitude, right? Let's start with gratitude, because then I change your attitude and how we go to address the problem. Because when you address a problem in a state of gratitude, your clarity is with you. Your clarity is going to be with you. And clarity, I pray that clarity comes to you today. And that you embrace your daughter and you go ahead and filter what you got to filter right now. Because when you see her face, don't go to her with guilt. Go to her with gratitude because even she needs to experience a level of gratitude. So you don't spend the rest of your years dealing with blame. You know what I'm saying? Where, because parent, children will do that. They'll blame their parents for, for mistakes that happened 50 years ago. Because we didn't create a health-based solution. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm here with you in this space, in this moment. We're here with you in this space, in this moment. Not as this is a Ro Solo issue, but this is our issue. Because it can happen to any of us today or tomorrow. Some of us, it may have happened yesterday. We were silent about it. And I'm grateful that you did not suffer in silence because that is the worst torment. In African tradition, they tell us, do not suffer in silence. It is taboo. It is forbidden. Because it is, it is abuse to your own soul. So thank you for releasing that. Thank you for allowing us to just be trusting us to put, give your head a place to lay so you can shed your tears and feel what you need to feel. Because we're, we're part of this journey with you. This is our experience in America. And we will get through it. But we, we, we got to just stay today, stay in gratitude. Your daughter is alive. Whatever happened to whatever, if, if, if if a child has been shot, and it's not just a shooting, we pray for that child too. And their family. But for now, let's 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 strengthen each other. Let's let's help cultivate the gift that Rosolo already has, because she already impacts other people's lives on a daily basis. She puts energy into other people. She feeds other people, and we we gonna feed you. And in feeding you, guess what? We feed ourselves. So much love. Big ups to you. Let 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 the light of spirit guide you today. Don't go get in no dark hole because that's not where you live. That's not even that's not even your nature. And if you feel like you're going to go into one, reach out to us. We'll pull you out. Ashe.
1: Thank you so much, Chief. I don't think any. <laughs> know. Yeah, sure uh, you today. said it. You said it, Chief. You said it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your words of wisdom. I'm going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll finish up the rest of stories. Thank you for that one. Thank you for that one. Love, Melanie Fiona and John Legend. Thank you all. I appreciate each and every one of you um, for making this space what it is. Thank you for making it a space of peace, calm, healing. Thank you for making a support space, <laughs> believe it or not. You know, thank you for making, making it a space where we can learn and grow and share and truly care. I thank each and every one of you. Thank you. In our next story, crowds of those seeking rescue swell at Sudan's seaport. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. Crowds of exhausted Sudanese and foreigners are growing at Sudan's main seaport as they wait to be evacuated from the chaos-stricken nation. After more than two weeks of fighting, areas of the capital Khartoum appear increasingly abandoned. Civilians have packed on buses and trucks going to the northern border with Egypt. Many have also headed to Port Sudan on the Red Sea coast. The relative calm of the port city from which many foreign governments have evacuated their citizens seemed the safer option. Much of the capital has become empty, said Abdallah al Fatih, who is a resident that fled with his family to Port Sudan. He said they had been trapped for two weeks, and that by now everyone on his street had left. When they arrived in Port Sudan after a twenty hour journey, they found thousands including many women and children camping outside the porch area. Many had been in the open air for more than a week with no food or basic services in the sweltering heat. Others crowded into mosques or hotels in the city. The fighting has so far displaced at least 334,000 people inside Sudan and sent tens of thousands more to neighboring countries like Egypt, Chad, South Sudan, the Central African Republic, and Ethiopia. Aid workers are increasingly concerned about lack of basic services in these areas. Almost 1,000 people arrive daily at the border with Ethiopia, and that's according to Paul Dillon, a spokesman for the International Organization for Migration, when speaking in Geneva on Tuesday. At least 20,000 people have crossed into Chad, whose border is near the Darfur city of El Janina, where fighting last week killed dozens of people and wounded hundreds. I don't hear the U.S. stepping up and bringing over anyone. Is Or did I miss that article? Did I miss that memo? Did I miss that APB? The same way we swooped in for this the um Ukrainians, nobody swooping in for the Sudanese.
2: Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> nobody telling them to come, we'll process them, we'll give you shelter and give you a stipend each month per person in your household nobody canada are you stepping up canada how about the uk france anybody but i'm going to be grateful and i'm going to do as sonet says look for the silver lining and be grateful that they are able to escape into egypt Chad, South Sudan, Central African Republic, and Ethiopia. I'm going to be grateful for that. But I hope the world is paying attention. I sincerely hope the world is paying attention. Embassies sought to it that their folks got out, right? The embassies, the various embassies there made sure their folks got out, leaving people abandoned there because their passports are at the embassies, right? I get it. It wasn't possible for you logistically to get those passports back to the people because of the chaos and confusion. I get it. You see, I'm trying to make sense of the madness and how we we, we pick and choose who we want to turn our backs on and who we want to help. open your eyes, folks. But the unfortunate thing is not as though we have the option to step up and demand Washington to do something, to go in and bring them over because they're not going to do it. Mm -mm, They're not going to do it. Even if they said to me right now, you know what, we're going to halt the border. The 20, whatever, 20 to 30,000 that we're allowing to come in every month, we're going to put a stop to that right now. Sorry, folks, you're going to have to hold on. Let's get these folks out of Sudan. They're desperate to go. I, I could see through that. I could accept that. But I haven't heard anything, nothing, absolutely nothing being done for the Sudanese. And I, as I said, if, if, if something is being done, I must have missed that memo. I must have missed that article. And if anyone has information, please do not hesitate to share it. Can't be a good feeling wanting to escape and nobody wanting to help you. Palestinian groups and Israeli forces agreed to Gaza ceasefire, story courtesy of Al Jazeera. Israeli forces and Palestinian armed groups in Gaza have agreed to a ceasefire after a night of Israeli airstrikes that pounded the besieged coastal enclave, while rockets were launched towards Israel following the death in prison of prominent Palestinian hunger striker Kader Adnan. The reciprocal and simultaneous ceasefire went into effect at 3.30 a.m. and was brought about with efforts from Egyptian, Qatari, and United Nations officials. That's according to two sources speaking with Reuters News Agency. Islamic Jihad spokesman Tarek Selmy said fighting had ended by dawn on Wednesday morning. Hamas had engaged in talks with Egyptian, Qatari, and U.N. officials to end Israeli aggression on Gaza, the group said in a statement earlier on Wednesday. Hamas said its leader Ismail Haniyeh held talks with officials from both countries and the UN to end Israel's attacks, which saw Israeli fighter jets and tanks attack targets in Gaza late on Tuesday and Palestinian fighters fire rockets into Israel following the death of Adnan after he had spent 87 days on a hunger strike in an Israeli jail. Well, some good news which we need. Thank you to goodnewsnetwork.org for this next story. Sweden's first EV charging road will power electric vehicles as they drive. The E-20 highway stretch in Sweden will soon become the nation's first functioning charging road to juice the batteries of heavy vehicles carrying freight around the nation. E-20, the E actually stands for Europe rather than Electric runs between Hallsberg and Örebro and I know I butchered that don't uh, forgive me Swedish folks please forgive me for that one. Okay, so um it's going to run between Hallsberg and Örebro in the middle of the country's three major cities, Stockholm, Gothenburg and Malmö. Construction is slated to begin in 2025 along a whopping 21 kilometers of road, which is 13 miles, but it has not been decided which method of charging will be used. Previously constructed charging roads in Europe have used methods that require outside equipment, meaning overhead wires like a city tram line or undercarriage mounted arms that attach to an electrified rail along the roadway. These are highly impractical for regular motorists who can neither reach the cables nor nor afford to mount a robotic arm on their car. The last option and the only sensible one for cars as well as trucks is to build wireless charging infrastructure down the center of the lanes that send out an electromagnetic signal to a coil On the underside of the vehicle, small enough to be fitted to a sedan or a tractor trailer. Hmm. I never knew that this was a thing. Was anyone else aware of the um, electric highways over there in Europe? I'm just learning about that. Tell you, every day we learn. Afa, how comes you don't know about that and you on top of all these documentaries? I, I don't do. want
5: carbonite um we all electric highway thing we uh, not really interested in electric thing like that so we're not really to you know what I mean we already know here in the US they have a, a tunnel um Elon Musk um create a tunnel um underground where all the Teslas alone um under there, you know what I mean we you know about that
1: <laughs> I didn't important. even know that I learned I'm just learning that one thank you oh yeah
5: man you can look it up man um Tesla underground tunnel um, yeah I leaving the name again and, and she do uh, I think a uh, Gail Gail, uh, Gail Oprah, King best friend.
2: Gail
5: yeah. King mm-hmm. yeah she uh, did an interview with him and she underneath it um, okay you know, they ra- arrived with him but apart from that um, him, him have a, a total differently I think from that I probably him have him one little section uh, but there are other parts big underground and are just Teslas under there because like uh, I forgot how long the the, the tunnel is, and uh, just Teslas alone kind of got under deer and, and stuff like that.
1: Okay, interesting. Yeah. I learned something new today. Thank you, Afo. Thank you. Oh wow. So I, I I like the idea. Um, as we think about, you know, going green, and we you know saving the planet, what's left of it. You know, I, I think it's a practical idea. Now they just have to figure out the nuances and sort that out. But any break we can give the world is a welcome break because Lord knows the world needs it. All right. That story wraps up our segment on the international scene. We do have stories out. Well, <laughs> what we call our This Is America moment. Going to take a, take a quick break. Um, and You're then we, my favorite song. Which one? This is America. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's coming up.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: I've got trouble with my friends. For taking it
1: real easy today on hashtag WCW, we celebrate women. Every Wednesday, we play songs by women. I always start a Today we're enjoying the voices of Melanie own. Fiona, Jill Scott, Miss Jill Scott, and India Irene. I know
0: you're messing around, but who the hell Grab his cell Call his chick up Start some shh Then hang up Or should I be a lady Ooh, maybe Cause I wanna have his babies Oh, yeah Cause I don't Wanna be alone I don't need to be On my own But I love this but some things I just can't stay at all. I've got to be on my mind to think it's going to work this time. A part of me wants to leave but the other half do
1: believe. Big thank you to everyone logged on and listening online, jannorader.com. Everyone listening on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And of course, a big thank you to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse.
0: I pay back, back?
1: Remember to follow each other on Clubhouse.
0: Ooh, see if you react to my- follow
1: anyone that resonates with you and support each other, folks. That's how we build up communities, support each other. What I will say about Coffee in Toe is we try our best to be as positive as possible. We try our best to be the representative change that we want to see in our world. So much. It kills me. Alright, thank you so much. It's time for us to get back to business. <laughs> there you go, Apple. We
2: just wanna
3: Slipping now, Look what I'm whipping up. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping up. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. Look how I'm living up. Police be trippin' up. Yeah, this is America. One's in my area. my area. I got the
1: all right and You hear that song, you know it's time for Stories Out of North America. First up, a bride had just gotten married in South Carolina. Hours later, an intoxicated driver killed her, police say. Story courtesy of CNN via WSVN. It should have been one of the happiest days of newlywed Samantha Miller's life. But five hours after saying I do, the 34-year-old bride died when she was hit by an alleged drunken driver in Folly Beach, South Carolina, after she was leaving her wedding reception on Friday night. Miller was riding in a golf cart-style vehicle with husband Eric Hutchinson and two others when the driver hit them, causing the cart to roll over several times, according to a GoFundMe post written by Hutchinson's mother and verified by CNN. Three other passengers were injured too seriously, including Miller's husband, according to Chief Andrew Gilreath, who is the public safety director for Folly Beach, which is a beachside community near Charleston. The golf cart-style vehicle, decorated with cans and a just-married sign, was quite mangled, and it was on its side. First responders attempted to revive Miller, but she died at the scene. The crash tossed the car to more than 100 yards Ooh. Annette Hutchinson's son suffered several broken bones and a brain injury and has had at least one reconstructive surgery so far. Wow, that is so, 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 so sad. The suspect, Jamie Lee Komoroski, 25, was charged with one count of reckless homicide and three counts of felony DUI, resulting in great bodily harm, according to online court records. The vehicle was traveling at 65 miles per hour in a 25 mile per hour zone. CNN was unable to locate an attorney for um, Komoroski. (sighs) um when we go out to drink we have to know our limits we have to know when we we need to cut off let me i think i've asked this question before but i don't remember the answer and i think marlon can remind me um if he's able to talk okay um are bartenders allowed to cut you off are they able to say we're not selling you any more liquor if you're at a bar a club wherever that sells liquor are they able to do that i believe
7: because I, I i was a hospitality management major in college and but this was over 20 years ago so i'm trying to remember but i believe if you're if you're physically if i'm sorry if you're visually, intoxicated the bartender's not supposed to serve you so if you're visually showing impairment physically showing being intoxicated they're supposed to cut you off and not serve you at that point
12: oh. that's correct sean and i'm sorry and also no. moments no go right ahead
1: latoya go ahead
12: There are uh, some bars that they know the amount of alcohol that's being placed in that drink, so they would limit. They would already have on the menu, or they will verbally tell you uh, this drink has a maximum of two or three. Um, So, yeah, Sean is correct.
1: (sighs) Thank you, Sean. Thank you, LaToya. Empress in the chat put, in my city, yes, they can cut you off. Virginia says, it is the bartender's responsibility to do that. This is law. So we know then, and I'm sure it varies from state to state, right? The laws vary and possibly from city to city. But even without a law, just good conscience, when you think about the person who is drinking, their safety would be at, my, would be at the forefront of my mind, right? Um, I know when Marlon used to work um, at this club in Doral, they would put people in Ubers. They would get Ubers or call taxes for people. They would not allow them to leave in their vehicles. Um, now, I know we can't control the drinking that happens at a get get-together at a home. But yes, we can. We can. If I'm a host or a hostess, I should be able to say to you, uh, hey, that's it, no more. Because I can see you're inebriated. I can see that you are, you know, a little shaky. And I have to think about you and the others out there. Your risk to yourself and your risk to others. And usually what happens, remember the case in California a couple months back? I think the lady was a nurse at the intersection, and how fast she was going. She left the bar.
5: Oh yeah, 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 I remember that.
1: Yeah, so if I am entertaining, I am going to be putting a limit on you. Sorry.
5: Wait, wasn't she like upset? At some some uh, some problem going on with she and her guy or something like that. Something um, like speeding? that. Yeah, people
1: yeah. people drink too drown their sorrows so to speak and sometimes you just keep going and going and going and you don't realize how much you have consumed and sometimes you think you're okay and you have some beverages that i call creepers you feel fine you sit down you're drinking and oh let me have another one. Oh, this is really good and you keep knocking them back because they're creepers right it's not until you get up and then you stumble you're like whoa hold on what's going on here we have to know our limits servers have to know the limits within which to operate and if you're entertaining in your home folks in your homes folks for example at your um, gatherings whether it's just a group of girlfriends or you're hosting thanksgiving or christmas any anything please look out for your guests Right. right. Don't worry about them not liking you or not want to come back to your house because you didn't want to, you know, let them finish the bottle of Tito's or the, the um, tequila or whatever. Don't worry about that. They'll thank you later on.
5: Yeah, they did the same thing at The um, um, when we are at the uh, Coco Cay Bahamas.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, this lady, uh, know those uh, bars as in the pool, mm-hmm. so you can just swim up right to the bar. Yeah, she was there drinking, drinking. Like, it seems like she started getting tips and all that. And the, the, the lifeguards, I think, got in contact with the security, the securities that was there.
2: Mm-hmm. And
5: they came on her sister and oh, they were keep asking her if she's okay. And she's, you know, people jump are continue. They say, yo, yeah, am good, I'm good. So she keep attending them good but them. Obviously, she said, yo, she's not good. So them eventually talked. Continuously stay with her and continuously talk to her, to hold them, um, lift her up and then um, bring her wherever. And mm-hmm. then get her out of the pool because um, she's she, 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 she not right.
1: Mm-hmm. We have to look out for each other. We do. All right, next up. We, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who was that? I mean. Oh, Donald.
10: Good morning. Yes. Good morning, so, Donald. Even if, we, even if we're looking out for each other, what about you make a conscious decision that if you're going to drink, you just don't drive? Like, simple like that. If I'm going to drink, I'm going to take an Uber, I'm going to park the car and go home, I'll have a designated driver. Something, because sometimes you're going to an event you know you'll be drinking. Have a designated driver or find an alternative way. Sometimes we have to take a little responsibility too. And these, all the other people, the bartenders, the hostess and so on, are doing their part. But what about us? Mm -hmm. We could literally make a conscious decision that if I'm going to an event, I know I'm going to drink. I won't be driving. It's that simple sometimes.
1: It is that simple, Donald. I totally agree with you. But you know what the sad thing is? Many of us who claim to be adults don't know how to adult. We're irresponsible. We think we're so grown, but we really aren't. Because we lack the common sense that we should have.
10: So if I'm driving with you and you're texting, I tell you, put me off.
2: Mm-hmm.
10: Is that if it's, I have people that was angry at me, I would no, I don't care. You're on the phone texting, drop me. I'll I'll catch a taxi, whatever. I'm, I'm getting out of your vehicle
2: That's because it's the right so thing. dangerous.
10: But those of us, sometimes we enable it by not saying anything. Do you understand? Yep. So our friends, they know if I'm in their vehicle, they're not going to text because I will get out. Mm-hmm. It's, and I'm not joking about it. That, we have to start to do these things
1: yep yep yes donald go ahead sean no i was, I was just going to piggyback over that and that and that's where
7: social responsibility uh comes into play as well with uh with both uh drinking as well as like donald mentioned uh with with with, with, the, with the distracted with Distracted driving, and I was just looking up in some jurisdictions. As far as the alcohol is concerned, um, some uh, most states have uh, social liability laws where, if you're injured, uh, a person that's injured by an intoxicated person, you can be legally responsible as as the host whether it's whether you can be sued, sued by, by the person that was injured, or in some cases, you can even be criminally prosecuted for serving intoxicated persons as well. So we got to look at, so we definitely have to look at the social aspect of it.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for enlightening us on that one, Sean. Thank you so much. In our next story, three stabbings, two of them fatal, rattle a quiet California college town. Story courtesy of NPR. Residents of a Northern California university town are frightened and on edge after three people were stabbed within a week, two fatally, with the most recent attempt when a homeless woman reported being knifed several times through her tent. Davis Police Chief Darren Patel said, he could not say whether officials are searching for one or multiple suspects he also said he could not recall any incidents like these in his four decades on the davis police force and neither could officers who go back longer two of the victims were homeless and the third was a college student us capture us police capture suspect in killing of five neighbors in texas Story courtesy of Al Jazeera, a man accused of killing five neighbors after they asked him to stop firing his rifle in his yard has been captured after a manhunt last week. Texas law enforcement said Francisco Oropesa, the suspected attacker, had eluded authorities since the mass shooting on Friday in the small town of Cleveland in southeastern Texas. Well, they're saying they now have the man in custody, and that was at a news conference on Tuesday night. He was caught hiding in a closet underneath some laundry. The 38-year-old Mexican national allegedly shot his neighbors after they asked him to stop shooting his semi-automatic rifle because the noise was keeping a baby awake. The victims were aged between 8 and 31, with several other residents in critical condition with multiple gunshot wounds. Authorities deployed hundreds of law enforcement officers to look for the suspect and offered a reward of $80,000 for information leading to his capture. FBI Special Agent Jimmy Paul told reporters that a call to the Bureau's tip line ultimately led law enforcement to Oropesa who was arrested north of Houston at about 6.45 p.m. The incident took place on the night of April 28 when the suspect barged into his neighbor's home and opened fire, killing five of the ten people inside, including an eight-year-old boy. Most of the victims were shot in the head. They were all from Honduras and living there, but were not all family members. The victims were identified as Sonia Argentina Guzman, 25, diana velasquez alvarado 21 julissa molina rovera 31 jose jonathan casares 18 and daniel enrique lasso eight and again i have to ask for forgiveness for my thoughts can he just be shot in the head sorry again i struggle with with having compassion i struggle with um forgiving where this is concerned they asked you to stop doing something which is you something you have a habit of doing and you barge into their home you take yourself from your property onto their property into their home and you kill them execution style and then you run and you hide under a pile of laundry in a where where was this laundry and which closet where which house was this in caught him hiding What, what you hiding for get up and say get out there and say yeah i did it you hide because you know what you did was wrong blatantly wrong but i don't you see this is where i have problem with the law sometimes some things don't need to be dragged out in court you know you're just wasting taxpayers money guaranteed Things need to happen really quick for some people is all I'm going to say. Biden and administration is sending 1,500 more soldiers to the Mexico border, story courtesy of Al Jazeera. The administration of the U.S. President Joe Biden is sending 1,500 additional soldiers to the United States border with Mexico as the country prepares for the lifting of contentious pandera, pandemic era, call it, call it pandera, I renamed it. We're not going to say pandemic era, just going to call it pandera restric- restrictions later this month. In a statement on Tuesday, the Pentagon said it had approved a request from the Department of Homeland Security to send the added military personnel to the border for 90 days. The troops could arrive by May 10, a Pentagon spokesman told reporters. They will perform non-law enforcement duties, such as data entry and warehouse support. Um, Yeah, the support, they say, will free up DHS law enforcement personnel to perform their critical law enforcement missions. The move comes amid concerns that the end of Title 42, a policy first imposed by ex-president Donald Trump back in March 2020 will lead to a dramatic increase in the the number of asylum seekers arriving at the US-Mexico border in search of protection. And it is set to expire May 11. All right, so. Okay. Um... And while that's going on, desperate migrants are choosing to cross the border through dangerous um, points through the desert. And I do have a soundbite for that one, courtesy of uh, NPR.
3: Planet Money can tie any topic back to the economy. And from launching a satellite to adopting an abandoned superhero, they make it educational and entertaining. Click the play button below to listen to a recent episode. Support for NPR comes from Amazon Business, a 2023 lead sponsor of Planet Money. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Learn more at amazonbusiness.com. The Biden administration is enforcing restrictions on who can apply for asylum at the U.S. southern border and how they go about it.
4: Last year, more than 800 people died trying to cross the U.S.-Mexico border without documentation. That's a record number. And migrant advocates tie that increase to border enforcement policies that they say drive people to desperate measures. NPR's Jasmine Garst recently spent time with one group of activists that has been tracing these changes on the ground.
13: Last summer, Jacqueline Arellano and James Cordero were out in the desert on the southwest border. It was a sweltering day. Around noon, they found a man, alone, in his 60s. He was wearing loafers and a wool sweater.
7: He'd been lost for three days, and he'd been going to the top of every nearby mountain to try to get a better view of where to go, because he couldn't tell which direction was what.
13: Arellano asked him where he was from. He told her Venezuela, but... Like, yo no tengo país. like I don't have a country. Like I don't have a country to go
14: to. I don't have anywhere else to go.
13: Arellano and Cordero gave him water, food, and offered medical assistance. They were surprised but not shocked. They were out in the desert because they run a nonprofit organization called Border Kindness. They drop off water, food, and first aid along migrant routes into the U.S., For the last eight years, they've worked mostly on the California border. But recently, they've been receiving a lot of reports of missing persons and deaths further east, the desert area between Arizona and California near Mexico. So they decided to draw a new map for their own use, tracing where this recent wave of migrants is coming through so they can start to leave aid.
7: I just want to show you on the map, if we keep going up this way...
13: The problem they face is how to draw a humanitarian aid map for people who don't want to be found.
7: we got some clothes, uh, looks like some underwear, some socks.
13: Items left behind. The first step in drawing this new map is establishing that folks actually pass through here frequently. And as it turns out, the desert is far from deserted. In some parts, it looks more like a shipwreck, scattered with signs of life, seeking new life. Hairbrushes, toothbrushes, life vests for crossing the All-American Canal. That's the deadly aqueduct used by migrants to cross into the U.S. So I'm gonna drop a pin with a note and that is going to be where we leave supplies. Arellano and Cordero have become fluent in the language of discarded items. If the bottles and cans are made in Mexico, they belonged to migrants. The level of condensation in the bottles indicates how recently people came through here. The items tell the story of how immigration is changing. Arellano says it used to be predominantly Mexican and Central American, but now...
14: We've been finding currency from Brazil, from Colombia, from Panama, from all over the place. And that's different.
13: Discarded items also speak to how dangerous it is to cross this area. Along the way, we find multiple sets of coroner's gloves littered in the sand. Last year set a grisly record for the highest number of migrant deaths. Arellano says she's been increasingly running into people who are crossing alone, without a coyote, someone who is paid to guide migrants across the
14: border. People are just winging it, like the man in the sweater. They don't have the preparation that you would expect that have no idea where they are and that have been walking for days without a sip of water. NPR reached out to Border Patrol, who told us, quote,
13: most who choose to enter the U.S. unlawfully are unprepared for the life-threatening dangers they will face. Border Patrol has invested in programs, resources and infrastructure to allow agents to accomplish their border security mission and preserve human life. Arellano says the combination of a closed border and increasingly inexperienced migrants is a recipe for disaster. Plus, there's the increasingly extreme weather.
7: The summer of 2020, we experienced temperatures up to 130 degrees. And the summer, we just have to plan and prepare that it's going to be the hottest summer on record. That way we are
2: ready.
13: Which is why in some parts of this new route they're exploring, Arellano and Cordero are already leaving bottles of fresh water in bushy areas where people may take refuge from the sun. As we walk, Arellano points at a border patrol truck about a block away, watching us. She ignores them and goes to check on the water bottles she and Cordero left for migrants.
14: Crushed. What does that mean? Someone cut it. Yeah, that's very intentionally slashed.
13: This is where the group runs into one of the biggest hurdles in drawing a new map. People. They say sometimes when they leave these bottles of water, they return to find them destroyed. They don't know who's doing it, but there's plenty of people out here who disapprove of the work Border Kindness does.
14: And if they recognize what the gallon is for, and
13: we'll slash the water. As they move along, Arellano and Cordero find about a dozen destroyed water bottles, all slashed. Before calling it a day, they drive up to one last spot where a migrant was found dead from dehydration just a few months ago. In the nearby bushes, there's the usual, shoes, socks, also, a small child's pink winter glove and a tiny winter jacket.
14: Yeah, this is definitely a kid's jacket. There was just a little girl's glove over there, and this is definitely a kid's jacket. Let me see what size.
13: It's baby blue and filled with caked mud. Wow. Four tea. Four tea. It belonged to a four-year-old kid. They walk over to check on the water bottle they left here a few days ago to see if anyone was able to drink. But it, too, has been slashed open. Jasmine Garst, NPR News, California.
1: I will say this to all of us who were not born in the U.S. and had the opportunity to come here legally be very grateful. For those who came here illegally, but didn't have to go through these means and now you're okay be grateful do not for one minute ever think that these people's lives do not matter for people to go through these means these desperate me- to take these desperate measures speaks volumes and i'm not saying we can save everybody and we can bring everybody in but immigration has been an ongoing issue which they just can't seem to solve especially when it comes to the border do i have the answers no i don't but i'm sure there are people who have the answers and i hope that they are given the platform To provide viable solutions and by doing so that they will be listened to not just entertained but listened to children adults everybody in search of something better and I said this the other day we say we have a shortage of labor in this country See people there who want to come here, come work. We have people who want to come here to work. So what's the hiccup? What's the holdup? By telling people they can't have abortions because you, you need to build up the workforce, guess what? You got to wait about 18 years for that, folks. What do we do in the meantime? Got to fix the issue now. We are so heavily, de- heavily dependent on China for everything why aren't we creating opportunities there are hands who are willing to work to manufacture things here to make things here so that we are more self-sustaining oh i'm sorry We, we 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 don't have the qualifications for that folks and let me go ahead and um let me go ahead and check the chat tasha says I am eager to see what will happen when the Title 42 policy ends and how it will impact the border. Me and you both, Tasha. Julie says the American Indians that own the land along the border have been doing this for a very long time. They refuse to let people die on the land and the face and they face the same issue, the water tanks being slashed. So what kind of people are we in this country that we would rather see people die? to stop the efforts of those who are so blessed and so guided to help out a fellow human being, human being, regardless of their class, color, religion, belief, sexual orientation, whatever. They are just so called to help somebody else. And then you have evil people, like Afo would say, who go out and slash water bottles because they would rather these people die from dehydration.
5: The moments. um I think I went ch- when up up. power um let me have some bunch of, I call them what it means white supremacy um uh, out there with AR fifteen tactical gears um in a pickup truck uh, you know, so they might give a uh, uh, help for the, the the border patrol agents, and their helping out know, was going to where they know um the migrants cross and take uh, take them water, empty them water, take them food, um mash up them um stamp on the food, uh, clothes take for the clothes, and the the whole time yeah, I watch it, they might show this from the news, you know, I was like yo this serious, and not and, and these people not no no farmer accountability no. No punishment to these people. Straight up demon, evil entities, moments. You get me, I say? Regardless of what takes place with the border and all them, something with it. You get me? me? Kids out there across, elderly people, just people overall. You know what I mean? And you left the comfort of your bed, driving much miles for go Now the desert with guns, for forgot for to throw with people water and food and clothes. So so you don't no care what happened to them, whether them them die from hydration, starvation, or, or freeze, you don't no care. You, you left the comfort of your home, to go do all that, and when you go home, and when you're ready, you jump back in your truck, and you drive, go home, to go hug and kiss your little daughter, and your wife, and you sit down, and you eat your food, full of your belly, and, and, and you go sleep, and wake up again, oh, 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 kiss your, your, your daughter, and your wife, all <clears> right, <throat> honey, going back to work. You know, and your work is to go out there with your, your white supremacy friend them, to go cut out, to go um, stab up the water, buckle them, and dash with the food and take all the people them clothes, with other people left out there for, for them. So you see how evil and demon it them is?
1: And, and, and then we wonder why there is so much destruction in this country. Karma. As someone said, yes, as someone said, um... We are self destructing. This country, it's self destructing. I have to agree. I definitely have to agree. You know, we say we love, but we don't know love. I've said that before. Love? You really? How can you love people, some, and not love others? And I'm saying well, you don't have... To... Go ahead, Marlon. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
15: Good morning. I just want to make note of this again. Remember, they don't care about illegals. If you come from another country, most people in this country does not care about, especially the government, they don't care about illegals. How, look how many knock-up um, uh, pro, the program is here in the U.S. and DACA to give these kids their permanent residence and they don't want to give it to them. They don't care. That's why they treat you like crap when you go to detention centers and 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 jail when you're illegal. They treat you so bad there. They're trying to tell you about illegals build this country. Immigrants build this country. I'm not saying you guys You got bad ones coming in. I agree. Get rid of those. But you got some good ones here. But the system does not care. You see what happened in Florida on July 1st? Oh, yes. Yes. You can't (laughs) even have a friend of mine in your car. I have that video, Marlon. (laughs) You know, and it is so wrong what they're doing to people just trying to better themselves and trying to get a better life for them and their family and you're going there, killing them and, and just doing, you know these people doing these cruel things that's why I don't feel sorry for people when they're nursing homes and they're suffering because we don't know what the hell they did in their past people who suffering in certain areas most of them have done some things you know we have some wicked people out there you know, and they do some stuff to some people where you wouldn't even imagine people would do these things to other people and their own human beings. But you know, it's that at the end of the day, they just don't care about illegals. They don't care about anybody, but illegal. It's like they don't want no immigrants in their country. They don't want us here.
1: But it's not their country.
15: It's well, that's what. <laughs> They, they believe it's their country, and they don't want us here. And, you know, eventually, we all need to just pack up and go somewhere. Because like America, America don't want, I don't care what part of America, they don't want us here. They don't. They don't. But
1: didn't I say this um, some weeks ago, that if every single immigrant pack, packed up and left this country, then we will see which country is the real third world they rely on immigrants for everything they don't want the immigrants here but it's the immigrants who clean their toilets and wipe the asses of the said hypocrites and and um um tasha you know tasha said i'd pack up and go off grid right now i'm tired but yeah as it relates to what marlon was just saying
12: Indian Bill 1617 have passed and let, let, let me say, start it over 18 and Companion Bill 1617 have passed in the state of Florida effective July 1st 2023 if you are an undocumented immigrant and have an out-of-state driver's license for example from Maryland or New York it will not be recognized in the state of Florida Hospitals are now allowed to obtain immigration information from their patients. It is a felony to bring in an undocumented immigrant into the state of Florida. It is also a felony for an employer to hire an undocumented immigrant without proper work authorization or not through the E-Verify channel. SB 1718 and companion bill. Yeah, (laughs) we're not
1: okay down here. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ron DeSantis. Yep. Yay. DeSantis did
15: that. I hope he pack his wife up and a whole family and send her back home. Because she was illegal too when she got here.
1: And dig and up she... in grandmother and in grandfather and send them bones right back to Italy.
15: Oh, so They got he...
1: here illegally.
15: Uh, he's, he's doing, doing so this he... oh, hurt sorry, people. Sure. You know, hurt people and doing this to other people out here and his family is immigrants and you know it's just sad it's just sad what he's doing to these people so if I'm riding with somebody who I don't even know if the person is legal or not and they stop me they're gonna to want to arrest me because I'm bringing a legal person in my car
2: hmm
15: so- it, it's just ridiculous
1: yeah so Javet asked me to replay I'm gonna go ahead and replay
12: 1718 and companion bill 1617 have passed in the state of Florida Effective July 1st, 2023, if you are an undocumented immigrant and have an out-of-state driver's license, for example, from Maryland or New York, it will not be recognized in the state of Florida. Hospitals are now allowed to obtain immigration information from their patients. It is a felony to bring in an undocumented immigrant into the state of Florida. It is also a felony for an employer to hire an undocumented immigrant without proper work authorization or not through the E-Verify channel. There you have it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
7: So he just wants to be a dictator. That that Let's just call it what it is. He's a dictator. Wants wants everything to his way. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: But does, uh, and it's not even his way, you know, Sean. He's being paid to carry out certain things. Remember, they're puppets on strings. Good point. Yep. (sighs) We forget that this country was built by migrants, as Marlon said. It's migrants who clean the toilets in the hotels. It's migrants who cook the meals in the restaurants. It's the migrants who are cleaning your houses, picking up after your children, babysitting your parents. It's the migrants who are putting food on your table because they're the ones bending over in the fields. Because if they don't do it and cut and pack right away, You have no food to eat. Um, It's the migrants who drive the taxis to take you from point A to point B. It's the migrants that are at the TSA checkpoints. It's the migrants who stand up and out in the hot sun, picking up your garbage. It's the migrants who pave your roads. It's no, the migrants who build your medical um, industry, infrastructure. It's the migrants, migrants who have designed your IT. Go ahead, Marlon.
15: No, I would say imagine because I used to deliver to Trump Towers.
1: <laughs> I remember
15: Everybody that. Everybody in the Trump Towers are migrants. I used to deliver to a couple of his uh, hotels doral doral the one and uh the one on um the beach down there um
2: Mm -hmm.
15: and everybody who works in there are migrants everybody you know so they do rely on us migrants to work for them i guarantee mar-a-lago is is a bunch of migrants Guarantee you, the scientists got migrants working for him in his, in his um, government mansion or mm, wherever.
1: Not his, ours, Marlon. It's our governor mansion. It's ours. It
15: is. <laughs> migrants work everywhere for these people, you know, and the way they treating treat us is ridiculous. I, sometimes I just, I don't, I, I don't, I, I can't, I wish I could understand why they treat us like this. Um, especially the ones who are trying to get a better life, you know, because they're going to send people to the border to try to stop them. I understand. You can't let everybody in. But you don't go out there and and try to, you know, dump their water and and burn their tents down and and kill them like that. You know, I don't know. I really don't know.
5: They're doing the same thing to um, um, uh, some African border. Will cross over to Morocco. Um, them, them, the Moroccans do the same thing. I guess there's some hill, and <laughs> Morocco they right now Africa too. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> Morocco they're right now Africa. Yeah, but you still, uh, like some neighboring um, African countries where I guess have you know um, war and stuff like that are going on, and the the, the, the quality of life is very low. So the much try to go over to Morocco. And these people, build up some barbed wire fence with spikes like barbed wire and all kind of things on the outside to keep people from from coming in yeah so they have up, film on own wall as well and so they have like the mount like um some hilltop where the migrant like police and, and them type of border officials go up there burn uh uh beat you want to say beat people um at, pick off them them tents and burn it and you know and let them all say hey you know them just have a try see if they can find a next area for camp out and till them can find a next opportunity as for 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 come across. So it was like yo them people are just sick and crazy yo. like whoever said them in a power. Like oh me for there in Africa and you me and me want go over my neighbor in African country and me can't go in there. You put up fence for keep me out as an african you are uh
1: um
8: oh and
5: with what Mar- what well, well, marlen said about marlago um yeah cause them uh when we that work at the university i was um about was in this uh UTEC. um um when them have like the work program stuff uh uh when them go overseas uh, a few of the nurses them actually went to to um mar-a-lago and, and work uh I up the, the gulf course, right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah one and two of the nurses actually get, uh, got the opportunity to go over there and work um <laughs> over over trump please <laughs> you get me so and she said other jamaicans are other persons uh, from other universities immigrants over there as well at work so but it it, it no, no, it's like these people them just straight up evil. Cause your wife is an immigrant, she come in illegally. and you're the president, you know, and you are to first what you keep up everybody else. <laughs> um, your, your family them come from from overseas. They never, I don't know where them come from, you know, and them come over here establish themselves to you as a billionaire. You know what I mean? But when other people are to do the same thing is a problem. Mm-hmm. All the when check all of these people around the country, them ancestors come from other country, come over here, murder, killed, rape, privilege every single man evil that you can think about. Then come over here and do to to Africans who are the over here. To the Native Americans them who are the over here and them take what woof and forget take where, kill woof, kill rape, even kill off the wild horses them, um the buffaloes them, them kill off everything just so them can set up for them shop. But when other people come over here now, oh, go back to your country. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, get out of here. You don't belong here. Uh, something's like, make it make sense. Also, uh, who come over here? If I never have a family, uno uno over here? You get me? Do yeah. you know, some of them uh, come over here and I march. They want a better life. I'll go and rush them. start to yummy uh, each other.
1: <laughs> you, see <what> I'm <laughs> you know, yeah. it's funny you say that because Dre put something in the chat. um, I mentioned the other day that it's human nature to treat people that are poor and in destitute situations badly. Don't ever think it. Human beings are evil and lack compassion. We have it in all of us. However, we as good people choose not to activate that side of us. We choose to show love and compassion, but others just choose to show the bad side of them. I'm going to play a video. Hold on a second.
12: Really About China they are now all over Africa, you know, buying things and investing over there and getting those countries dependent on them and supporting, you know, non-democratic people. And I'm just Like wondering. whom? Well...
16: We, come, we are in a country that supports Saudi Arabia.
13: Yes, that's yeah? true. Right. So, so
16: suddenly we have a problem with, uh, you know, superpowers supporting non-democratic people.
12: Yes. I mean, yes, I do. You know, they're, they're in Africa. They're they're lending money to countries to build ports and different infrastructure. To, to build what? Port. And Harbors. what's wrong with that? And, well, because... Countries
16: that need ports get ports.
12: But they're making people dependent on... I mean, I know, it's the same thing that we've done, which is all no, around the world. No, it's not. They are
16: far more humanistic than the United States ever was.
12: Really? Okay.
16: Absolutely. Great. So... Let me give you an okay. example. Of course, they are, trying, they are peddling for, in, for, for influence. Yeah. yeah? Uh, but they are non-interventionist. Absolutely non-interventionist in a way that Europeans, the West, has never managed to fathom. When it comes to the influence of China outside its borders, I have to say, firstly, it's quite remarkable that they don't seem to have any military um, ambitions. Secondly, Africa. I'll give you an example, a specific example: Ethiopia, 2004, because I ha- happened to be there, and I, I have some uh, first-person, first-hand experience of it. They went into Ethiopia. <coughs> I'll tell you why they went into Ethiopia because they suspected there was oil. <laughs> because China is a major industrial power, but it lacks primary resources. Now, instead of going into Africa with troops colonially, destroying the country, killing people like the West has done for the last hundred years. What they did was they went to Addis Ababa and they said to the government, we would like, uh, we can see you have problems with your infrastructure, we would like to build some new airports, um, upgrade your railway system, create a telephone system and rebuild your roads and we'll do this all all for free. No strings attached. We don't want anything from you. And they did why did they do it? Because it's soft power. Because it, now it, because they knew that if oil is uh, uh, discovered and it was discovered later, then of course, the Ethiopian government will be much more open to Chinese oil companies coming there. They have never combined their investment with imperialistic Can you imagine if that was a German company or an American company? <laughs> That's why I'm saying, I don't think you should worry.
12: OK.
1: i found it quite hilarious when i saw the video and (laughs) we're worrying about china in africa we got issues here and here are some of the issues that we need to be worried about in the united states history and civic scores drop for u.s eighth graders on a national test story courtesy of
3: npr hey hey npr listeners Up First is the news you need to start your morning. You'll hear the three biggest stories of the day, plus reporting and analysis from NPR News. Click the play button below to listen. Support for NPR comes from Amazon Business, a 2023 lead sponsor of Up First. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Learn more at AmazonBusiness.com.
12: The results from the assessment known as the nation's report card are out today, and they show significant declines.
3: The new numbers on how well students
4: in this country are learning their history and civics aren't good.
12: NPR Sequoia Carrillo joins us now to walk us through the findings. Good morning, Sequoia. Good morning. Okay, so let's get right to it. How bad are these numbers?
14: So the scores are low. The history scores are the lowest recorded since the assessment began back in 1994, and this year marked the first ever drop in civic scores. And this data comes from the National Assessment for Educational Progress, or NAEP. It's a test administered every four years to a representative sampling of eighth graders across the country. For history, it has students look at different categories like democracy, culture, technology, and world role. This year, there were declines In all subjects. In fact, only about 14% of students reached or exceeded the proficient mark in history. And in civics, only 22% of students met that same benchmark. Those are significant drops from the last time students were tested back in 2018. Wow. I mean, is this something we should have expected? What are the factors maybe that played a role here? Pandemic? the pandemic definitely played a role. And this was just not a normal four years for students, but we already knew that. There was actually a bigger warning sign back in October when the counterpart to this assessment in math and reading came out. And yesterday when I was talking through these latest scores with experts, they said the dips in reading and math from the fall gave a big indication of what was to come here. And it makes sense if you think about it. If kids are already struggling with reading, then when you test them on documents like the Federalist Papers or a section of the Constitution, they're going to have trouble with it. Mm. Teaching history is built on the foundation of reading comprehension. So as one goes down, so goes the other. But in this case, it just dropped more than expected. What about civics? This subject was harder to predict. There's been some research that when there's a high profile election, civic scores can go up because there are lessons in government and democracy. So they're not just learning about it in the classroom, but they're also seeing it happen around them in real life. So there was some hope that these civic scores would hold or even go up with the 2020 election and of course the high profile midterms last year. But they did not. They actually dipped for the first time. So a lot of
12: struggling students out there, if there are declines in reading and math and now history and civics,
14: what's a path forward for these students? What are educators going to do? I talked with Carrie Sautner from the National Constitution Center in Philadelphia about exactly this. She's an educator in civics and history and says the subjects are very intertwined. But like I said before, so is reading. So are many subjects. So what do we do when we have significant drops in everything? Mm. And here's what she told me.
13: All reality, we need to make sure our kids are engaged citizens. And that means the needs need to be informed With the knowledge and the skills to do this work and that takes every class
14: meaning not just pouring more resources into reading and math but working to improve schools across the curriculum and at a time when there are huge concerns about what americans know of their history and how their government works this issue couldn't be more vital and pierre sequoia carrillo thank you so much thank you
1: and if that wasn't enough to be concerned about here is something else Schools ended universal free lunch. Now meal debt is soaring. Story courtesy of NPR. Pat Bross has been serving meals to students at the Melville School District outside of St. Louis for almost 30 years. On a recent day at Oakville Elementary School, the kindergartners sliding trays towards the register were all dressed up for school pictures. She complimented their outfits as she rang up their lunches. Yet this year. Braz said fewer students have been coming through her line compared to when in-school meals were free for all students for two school years during the pandemic. There was a lot more kids. Everybody wanted breakfast and lunch. Her observation bears out in national data. When meals were free last year, schools served more than 80 million more meals compared to the year before the pandemic. Braz has noticed something else. When she rings up the children, she can see that they owe money for meals they have not paid for. In fact, students in her district have about four times more meal debt than they typically had before the pandemic. This school year started with an abrupt switch from pandemic-era free meals to a paid system. As the months have gone by, school districts across the U.S. are reporting signs that families might be struggling to afford school meals meal debt is a strong indicator most schools will not deny a student a meal even if they can't pay but will track their debt and try to collect from families throughout the school year and this school year officials say meal debt is reaching levels they have never seen a recent survey from the school nutrition association found school districts had more than 19 million dollars in unpaid meal debt with the Midwest and Great Plains reporting the highest rates of meal debt. Now, lawmakers at the state and federal level are looking for ways to fix a growing problem. Students who eat regular meals at school tend to eat an overall healthier diet and do better at school. A handful of states have passed laws mandating universal free meals for students, and many more are considering similar legislation. The U.S. Department of Agriculture recently proposed an expansion to a free meal program to try to feed significantly more students at high-needs schools. Why do we have unpaid debt of $19 million associated with meals? There should be no debt as as um, as far as I am concerned as it relates to meals. We have money for Ukraine, but we don't have money to feed our children. You see the dumbness in this country? You see how screwed up we are in this country? We have no problem sending billions to Ukraine, but we can't feed our children. People are struggling, folks. I'm not lying. I can speak for me and my family. It's hard. $500 and you don't even pick up everything that you need in the supermarket and you're looking for deals. You're going to three different places trying to put food on your table. And I don't need nobody to tell me, well, make more money because that ain't the answer. We have a problem in this country and they don't want to address it. No child in this country, in the United States of America, should be going to their bed hungry. Should be going to school and have nothing to eat. None. None. We do the best that we can and we have to give God thanks that we have never had to go to bed hungry. If we have, it's our choice. But we stay on crooked and cut straight. We make sure everybody eats. It's not easy, though. I tell you that.
10: Go ahead. Go so, right ahead. So you could spend billions and billions of dollars overnight, like at the clip of a finger, to fo- to find to fund the wars, right? But you can't find twenty million dollars to make sure you, your kids eat for free. Okay. And you have to worry about your kid getting shot in school. You have to worry about all the other expenses that come with taking care of them. And now you have to worry about the male debt. And on top of that, they're not even learning. Forget about the history and the civics and stuff. What about the basics? Reading. They can't even read. So if the kids can't even read and they're hungry and, I mean, this is just crazy. We're not even talking about no we're not even talking about physics and maths and nothing, you know. We're talking about basic reading. You, you your average kid is reading below power. The average kid is now probably hungry. And on top of that, you have a debt coming to your house for meals. And on top of that, you probably could get a call any minute to say somebody shut up the school. And there is nothing, nothing, nothing being put in place, but we're finding billions and billions of dollars to do all kind of nonsense and to fight all kind of useless wars and whatever it is all over the world. And you can't even feed kids and teach them to read. Let that sink in.
1: Let's all take a moment and think about that for a second for real in the United States of America.
5: I some moments when no person is who at work and I I, I, I losing. I work, you know, they might work. The last time I talked to the person, I said, Oh, yeah, I'm going to get promoted to maintenance, so a little look a bit more money. call, right, cool. i you see a couple months later, I'm see him again. He might live out time care and sleep on the work property because he losing place. But yes, he's still at work. He's still show for work. But he might live out of time care in the the word compound yeah america you know
1: this is america folks this is america listen to this paying taxes on the money that you make tax on the money that you spend and tax on everything that you own that you already pay taxes on on already tax money do you know what's the biggest scam in america is paying taxes on the money that you make tax on the money that you spend and tax on everything that you own that you
4: already pay taxes on, on already tax money.
1: Do you know what's... Think about that, folks. (laughs) Is she lying?
5: Nope. Not at all.
1: She's not lying. Go ahead. Was that Crystal and then Afo? Go right ahead. She's not lying.
5: Oh, she's saying not at all, she's not lying, I this is, this is ridiculous. And <laughs> that's why you see them come for college. So, them, as I said, they put out their recruitment. Yeah, we need some armed guards, for go around and beat them upon people's house, mostly black people, and we need that money, and buy whatever needs, necessary. Yeah, use deadly force, we're not here, as long as, you know, we'll find out if we get this money.
1: And what are we getting in return? children going to bed hungry children having to hide in the classroom what are we getting in return we're taxed out the yin yang and if you could be paying your property taxes for 20 years never miss a payment but make one year come you see how quickly they they sell your house on the courthouse steps
5: Oh, moments! You, you heard about some new policy, um, where the Biden administration will come with for persons who have pay on pay like mortgage on time and you know good credit score or the yeah we to, spoke about uh, it
1: yesterday. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. okay. we, covered yesterday. <laughs> we covered it yesterday. <laughs> we, covered <laughs> we covered it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's 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 what, it it borders on penalizing those with good credit, so to speak. But um, yeah, we we went into detail on that yesterday. But um,
2: <laughs> please, you're sick.
1: Children folks what are okay so in the chat Latoya says that happens in Texas they call the families homes like bill collectors for $15 over your account I kid you not no 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 uh Latoya when we were living in Atlanta listen when we were living in Atlanta and I forgot to pay put money on their um lunch account I forgot right forgot to put the money on their lunch account i got a collection notice for it okay oh yeah so <laughs> this is america i had to hurry up and when i saw the notice i was like what yeah mm-hmm. they send your ass to collections if you're paying that school lunch bill
15: <laughs> yep either like, they give them a peanut butter sandwich they
1: give them a pb and j sandwich yep
15: give them the real lunch mm-hmm. it.
1: yeah i forgot and then my kids are something else they come home they didn't even say anything to me that oh we got pb and j sandwich when i'm like hold on i have a billiard. what do you guys been eating at school and they, you know pb and j sandwich and i'm like you don't say nothing i gotta give it to them they don't complain They complain about the food here in Florida, though. They say the food here sucks.
17: Moments. Mom yes, you know, you know, you know, you know. What I don't understand yet, I, I still don't understand why parents don't do um, pack lunches for their kids. Why? Why can't you just? I keep asking parents, and they never, they never give me a like a like a proper answer. Teflon, we can't, just...
1: afford, we can't afford it. All
17: we can't afford it over here. We can't afford it. Well, what, 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 you can't go to the supermarket and get We can't, bread. No, and, but I
1: take you understand, Teflon. All right. It's when you come. yes, when you come to Miami. I want you to, you know, we're going to go grocery shopping together. I want you to see what's going on here.
17: No, you can budget. Like, you can even go to budget supermarkets Tefla, and Tefla. get...
1: Teflon, <coughs> Yeah, I'm going to come with me. I'm going to make sure me and you go to the supermarket. Deadass. Well,
17: so, so, is that, it's cheaper t- to get um school the, lunches? The
1: school lunches, Yes
17: it is nah nah I don't believe that because they say that over here but they (laughs) parents will spend they'll spend money on other things why don't you just substitute that and and make sure your kids have got proper food because the food at the schools are not even that great anyway no
1: but I tell you something it's not
17: great and then and then we have a problem where the kids pay for the lunches and then the kids are so long they don't put enough food out and by the time they get to the food yeah it's done and then they go hungry We've got that problem here, so I'm think I'm I'm thinking why why waste all that money for either crap food or your kids potentially not getting getting served.
1: Service, I, I, you have a great point. I'm
17: sure I'm sure you can do some bulk, like go to some budget. Place. I'm I'm sure I'm sure you can get it cheaper. Do like a weekly shopping, like Monday to Friday shopping, and then make sure the kids um, have like some decent foods. I, I, i'm not listen i don't think it's that expensive i know <laughs> yeah. I know things, I, th- I know things are going up here but these the kids like you can just make them an a, um, a normal sandwich um get some you know those those multi-pack um mm-hmm. crisps. You get, mm-hmm. get you, even even get some um syrup. i know it's not healthier but if it's that bad you can get diluted drink <laughs> and you can get like a a, a used bottle and put it come on man so
1: i may I okay
17: know.
1: i i, I, I marlon remember when teflon comes um for carnival we are gonna pick him up and we're gonna take him to you're gonna go under the... i'm dead ass Teflon. make sure you're no, gonna be you here got... you I come in say... with me
17: you you're gonna you're gonna take me to the expensive city no
1: like no 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 i can tell you i go to fresco because fresco is like win was was win dixie um the same people own it and you get real cheap stuff there so i'm there for like seasonings you know fresh seasonings like um sweet peppers and scallion and thyme and um onions uh i get plantains there a few um mostly fruit not fruits i don't get my fruits there i really don't but like vegetables right and then i go to another location i go to Publix where i do buy one get one free if it ain't buy one get one free it gotta be something that i really need
17: buy one get one free okay how much does it cost how much hold on for bread
1: Loaf for bread oh my gosh buy one get one free seven no we're up to seven we're up to six dollars no 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 not high end we got a buy one get one free it was six dollars and change and we got the and i bought that i buy what's on buy one get one free and i'm not lying if it's not buy one get one free i'm not picking it up
17: right okay so how, how much is that loaf of bread the cheapest loaf of bread you can get
1: the cheapest loaf of one you don't want it it's stale you take it home and by the time you get home it's stale and you can't eat it off in a day it's wonder bread
17: Oh, okay so what's the, what's, what's the, the what's next the one, one is, next is six
1: dollars and some cents
17: wow okay yeah right, say no more you win you win yeah that, that's that's crazy like right you, yeah that's, so that's expensive. we go
1: to publix and i love publix for the buy one get one free stuff that i can get like cereals right and if i if if, if the cereal is done on buy one get one free and i really need that one to be replenished i run to walmart okay now listen to me all these different places i have to go just to make the money stretch and then we go to bj's wholesale club right so which is similar to costco or sam what's the place sam's club right and at sam's club we're picking up the oh so let me tell you we pick up the package of um chicken legs or and chicken thighs and wings and chicken breast, right so Each package has like about four legs, whatever it is, but a a pack of legs used to be $6 and that would serve, you get one, two, three, four, five, six packages within that one package. And that would cost $6. It's $13 now. Wings.
17: Wow. Okay. That's crazy.
1: Chicken thighs. Ridiculous. Chicken breasts, 20 something dollars. All right. Fish, snapper. I get the snapper there because it's cheaper getting the whole snapper there than getting it at, say, a Broward Meats, right? Where they cleaned up for you in front of you. I get it. Re- it's cleaned up and vacuum packed at BJ's. It went up to almost $30 for the pack and you would get like four in the pack.
17: So you're okay. stretching. Okay, what about, what about um, dinner? Like dinner from previous day put? And oh, we salt. do that. We do that. We do that, Teflon. And then and then, and then, then, give them some porridge in the morning before they leave.
1: I fix breakfast cereal. every morning. Every morning I do breakfast burritos for them because I, I used to do variations. And they told me, mommy, it's easier if you just do the burritos because I would make pancakes and scrambled eggs and sausage. I give them that. One Another morning I'm, I'm just doing different things. And they say the breakfast burritos are easier. So every morning... I'm in the kitchen making breakfast burritos. And I make, they get three burritos each. And what they do is they'll have one for breakfast and save two for lunch. That sort of thing, because I make them pretty big and filled.
17: Yeah. There you go. That's the that's solution right there.
1: And eggs are expensive. Yes, Julie. I'm about to go get a, go stick up, uh, take a trip up to Oklahoma and go rob. Go, go rob chief of
17: this <laughs> chief,
1: chief, Well, chief not in here good, so he don't know the plan, folks. We gotta go stick him up. Get us some chickens and some eggs. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's sad. Seven dollars.
5: You can imagine you're there. You're, you're a farmer. I just see someone run up with an AR-15 property. Give me all them chickens! <laughs> Give me them! Put them in the bag right now! That's
1: crazy. We, yeah. We're not robbing bags. We're robbing farms. <laughs> if you left yourself careless, we're going to eat you too. Ain't no joke around here. We're struggling here. I'm not lying, six. Teflon. I'm not lying. Also six weeks yeah, or, or nine months. Give me them.
5: Yeah, that's crazy. Man. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes. When I'm real hungry, it might look like a real meal. I'm like, hold on, what? It
17: sounds, it sounds like this struggle is is real over there. Oh,
1: listen, we, it's real for us because they care more about the Ukraine. They help out Ukraine. They're not helping us out. And then Teflon, on top of that, the food is not even real food, meaning organic food is not even organic food.
17: Yep, facts. <sighs>
10: Don't even try to buy organic. <laughs> I can imagine eating organic and trying to feed a kid or two. You you will die. Literally, you start eating plastic or something.
17: Was it? the they GMO products now?
2: Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. us. A
10: lot of them don't even have to be labeled GMO. That's the truth. So you would you wouldn't even know. But anytime I see ten for ten GMO. <laughs>
5: them gone past the like GMO thing now to um our William RNA some R, RNA strands for foods know <laughs> the more, yep yep the More more yep. done yep. GMO so yeah there you go
17: <laughs> yeah they put they're, they're putting the vaccine in foods now yep mm-hmm I saw the if thing. You don't pay the job, you can eat it. <laughs> yep, I saw it.
5: You human remains in a hot
17: dog. Okay,
1: please don't talk about yeah. that. Okay, don't let me throw. Don't let me throw. Don't let me throw. Don't let me throw. Please. Yeah, but we we're we struggling over here in the US, folks. Please, we are going to set up a GoFundMe for the US. <laughs> the US needs a GoFundMe account. But um, what we're gonna do though is we're gonna see to it that no child goes to bed hungry. At least, can-, can we do that? we're back we, we're gonna need because god forbid 19 million dollars in student launch debt and we have billions how much what's the tab for ukraine right now how much has the ukraine got out of us i lost track
17: It's got to be the trillions right oh, no. <laughs> and i heard it's a fake war it's not even a real war
10: Listen, I have to have a master's in mathematics to keep up. <laughs> I
1: need the I need the social security number for Ukraine so I can file them on my taxes.
10: Yeah. Okay. You yeah. don't even need that. Just put the Ukraine, man. You might get away with it, actually. Let's make sure your ethnicity is right. They ain't going to check.
15: <laughs> Elon Musk. I understand this. Really Go ahead, Marlon. Sorry than this. Um somebody bombed one of Russia buildings, right? When? Last night or whatever.
2: uh uh-huh.
15: Russia is saying, why did Ukraine bomb their building? But well, Russia been bombing Ukraine for a year. But Russia complaining, Ukraine bombed the- and then the Ukraine president gonna come out and say apologize because he didn't do it. So you explain that to me now.
2: <laughs> Hold
15: on a second. Is-
1: Stop, Marlon. I think you're making this up oh, this now. This
15: is crazy. They okay. were on the news.
1: Okay, say that again.
15: So, Russian DIA saying that somebody um, bombed one of the buildings in Russia. Mm-hmm. A Ukraine president coming out and said he didn't do it. <laughs> you know, I would, I would say I did it. You bombing us? I'm bombing your ass back. <laughs> So you explain that to me now. You're gonna you gonna apologize to Putin whoever bomb me your building? Check the chat, Marlon.
1: Look what julie said. julie said they are brothers, it's a family dispute. We need to <laughs> mind our business.
5: I agree with you, Julie. That's what I said the first time, moments even before we got in the ear. What, <laughs> what did I say?
1: Vladimir and Vladimir
5: a two cousin a war. what what, what, what we involved in I let them do them thing. That have nothing for do we.
1: <laughs> Listen folks, I will be we're gonna set up the GoFundMe account for the children across America because no child should be going to bed hungry. No child should be in school not eating and not eating a healthy meal and therefore not being able to learn. Where does the US rank? in terms of um, literacy globally. I know we way down at the bottom. We, we know we're near the top. Where do we rank? Can someone look that up for me, please? Where does the US rank in literacy on a global scale? Definitely need to find that out. In the meantime, Elon Musk threatens to reassign at NPR on Twitter to another company. Huh? Elon Musk has threatened to reassign NPR's Twitter account to another company, courtesy of NPR. I said I hope I said it. In a series of emails sent to this reporter, Musk said he would transfer the network's main account on Twitter under the an, under the at @npr handle to another organization or person. The idea shocked even longtime observers of Musk's spur of the moment and erratic leadership style. You know what I think? I think this man. You know. When you have too much money, you turn fool. You turn idiot. You now have no sense. You just sit down and, oh, what can I do today? What can I do today? Who can I piss the hell off today? Ooh, let's see. I'm going to piss these people off today.
10: Moments, I want to say something um, on the, the previous um, conversation, yes, right? Yes, go right ahead. Chief, Chief made a, a, a really strong point about we taking charge of, you know, our lives and stuff. And I think something we have to encourage us to do is to form, you see like how Javet and them has this, um, and um, I think Sonnet speak about it, these parent groups where they follow up on what's going on in the school and so on. We have to form these bonds in the communities where we could find solutions to make sure our kids are fed and the schools are okay and we have to settle have some kind of accountability. Because if we leave it up to the system, you see it's working. Even if we have to come in to make sure our kids get healthy meals, if we have to find ways of subsidizing the programs, whatever needs to do, as parents, we have to come together in our communities to find solutions. Because at the end of the day, it is in our communities those things are most prevalent. And at the end of the day, when our children leave school without a proper education, they already have it tough. So imagine when they do So we really, no, I'm serious. Like, we really have to find ways to deal with these things. Do you understand? Whether we support each other, support families, whatever we have to do, we have to find a solution because this way is not working. It has not been working and get getting worse.
9: You,
1: you know something, Donald, I got distracted as you were talking. I'm going to be honest and tell you why I got distracted. Your voice. So I'm listening to you speak, but I'm not hearing what you're saying, if that makes sense, right? I'm listening to you speak, but I'm not hearing anything you're saying. And I'm going to tell you why. Let me pull it up. And I want the room to tell me if they agree with me when I play this clip. Donald, I need you to come forward and confess. Confess your sins. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on, let me find it. Let me find. It. I really need you to confess your sins. I've heard that voice. Um, I've heard that voice. I know I've heard that voice. Oh my gosh, where is it? I think this is it. Hold on. <clears throat> y'all, tell me
17: what y'all hear. Your evaluation. What I'm to decide here, assuming all what you see is correct. And i'm not accepting that i'm saying assuming that the reality of what i want to ask you is how does that translate to what you said about the member and the cabinet being corrupt
12: thank you very much Ms. does that person sound
17: like donald or is it me no it definitely sounds like
1: donald talk up the things <laughs> yeah. them now
17: speak up <laughs> donald, is that you mr <laughs> president <laughs> <laughs>
10: One minute, yeah, encouraging this thing a minute.
2: <laughs> thank you gilly thank
1: you G- gilly said down to the pauses donald you can tell us we <laughs> won't tell your secret
17: yeah me, me and jilly we already nominated him for president so yeah we already
1: nominated him for something he already is yeah <laughs> no 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 I, I had to i played this thing a couple of times this morning i was like hold on a second
17: what i'm to decide here assuming all what you see is correct and i'm not accepting that i'm saying assuming that the reality of what i want to ask you is how does
1: stick a d- pin doesn't donald say assuming that a lot too, folks
17: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Donald's on point.
10: Yes.
1: <laughs> no, I listen. You're no you're not. But when I heard it this morning, I was like, hold on a damn second. Is that Donald? And I'm looking, I'm like, why does this person sound like night- Donald, and just as Julie said, down to the pauses. And down to the wor- the verb your choice of words. Is that your twin? Are you related? That's all I want to know.
17: he catfished us.
1: So, folks, if Donald doesn't speak ever again after this, we, we know why. And if Donald does not come back to the space after this, we know why. He's like, damn, he figured us out. Julie said, "Don't run." (laughs) Sorry, Donald, but I had to. I I had to. I had to. (laughs) Okay, folks, you cannot tell anybody who Donald really is. All right, what happens here stays here. (laughs) But yeah, Elon Musk ain't got nothing to do. He need he need a life. Um. He needs a life and IBM to freeze hiring as CEO expects AI to replace 7,800 jobs. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera, IBM will freeze hiring as it expects about 7,800 jobs to be replaced by artificial intelligence in the coming years, the tech giant CEO has said. In an interview with Bloomberg News, IBM CEO Arvind Krishna said he could easily see nearly one-third of the company's non-customer-facing roles being replaced in the next five years. And from that story on to this one, this is an opinion piece written by Marwan Bishara, who is a senior political analyst at Al Jazeera. I asked an AI chatbot about AI replacing humans. This Labor Day working people around the world have little to celebrate amid climate change war and pandemics inequality in rising wages are stagnating or even falling and inflation is skyrocketing leaving billions of people struggling to make ends meet in france where in 1889 labor unions and socialists first designated may one as an international workers day hundreds of thousands are demonstrating against a pension law raising the retirement age to 64. However, the sad fact is that many of these workers out on French streets and throughout the world today may not have a job at all come retirement. The speed with which automation and artificial intelligence are replacing humans in the workplace is breathtaking and poses an unprecedented risk of major economic disruptions and social upheavals. In 2017, the international consulting firm McKinsey estimated that between 400 and 800 million jobs could be lost to automation by 2030. And in 2019, the Brookings Institution concluded that some 36 million or a quarter of the American workforce may be replaced by robots. Today, AI seems to threaten white-collar middle-class workers as much as if not more than blue-collar workers. The applications of AI go beyond driverless cars and automated retail cashiers to take on financial accounting, medical diagnosis, legal documentation, graphic design, 3D printing, text and film editing, commercial art and design, and hundreds of other tasks. And as with previous technological advances that ultimately benefited capital more than workers, AI will enable a few patent holders and investors to enter the 1% club of other high-tech and finance billionaires while millions go poor. But it cannot be all that bad. It mustn't. To provide some balance to this dramatic scenario, I asked the AI chatbot, Chat GPT for its take on how AI will affect human labor, but was told that it has no take on it, per se. Instead, it went on to cite and summarize various reports rather generically and somewhat conservatively. It listed the main pros and cons for the economy, suggesting that a higher number of jobs may be created if businesses and governments joined hands and and invested more in education and training. Imagine, chat GPT telling us what we already know, but don't want to do. The new technological revolution will certainly have positive ramifications and is already transforming our lives like never before. It will improve productivity, create new, more sophisticated jobs, and speed up the search for solutions to various problems of healthcare, climate change, finance, transport etc and it will take on the tedious tasks that no one wishes to do and do them even more efficiently requiring no lunch or coffee breaks but then again how will millions of families survive it all let alone prosper in the shadow of all these innovations when their breadwinners lose their jobs Unsatisfied, I probed chat GPT further, asking for a more genuine, even witty and sarcastic take on this complex issue. To my surprise, after a few back and forths, it responded to the effect that A.I. is bound to replace human jobs faster than the Kardashians replace their boyfriends. Mm, The response was a bit too American for my taste, but it was right. Job replacement is inevitable and it will proceed at a high pace. In fact, AI has already begun to disrupt the labor market and is sure to create a major surplus of labor and exasperate income inequality. Disruption is the key word here. As human civilization, we must avoid at all costs hyper automation that leads to the utter destruction of the labor market. Not only are humans needed to run, guide and yes, humanize all industries, but also surrendering an economy to a fast learning, autonomous, divine like digital intervention is sure to bring on the apocalypse. Sorry, that is why ethical and legal oversight and management of AI systems are paramount and must go hand in hand with creative national solutions to preempt a major labor catastrophe that are bound to lead to major social and political upheavals and widespread violence. Yes, folks. We have to know how to create balance. AI can be beneficial, can be helpful. But I think the problem here is that the 1% looks at it as a way to increase their net profits. And now they're going to have a competition amongst themselves as to who has the most money. That's what it boils down to. Who has the, the largest luxury yacht? So, Whilst AI can help us do research faster, acquire information at the speed of a bullet or the speed of lightning, which is beneficial because it cuts down the amount of time we're taking to do research and and put things together, and it can help with science and research, it must be used in balance. It should not be used to replace human beings because AI has not a soul. There's no soul. There's no human touch. It doesn't have the ability to understand feelings and emotions. So we have to be careful. So I'm not going to say AI is bad because by itself, it has great benefits. It does. It really does. But it's how we are using it. How are human beings using it? Just like I said before, a knife on its own can't do anything we choose to use it for good or bad we choose to use a knife to cut up our meat cut up our vegetables or fruits or seasoning very beneficial right or someone with evil intentions can use it to stab people to dismember people so it's not the product itself it's the people behind the product So human beings need to start being more human is what I'm getting at. The top 1%. When you replace everyone in the workforce with AI technology, I hope you know it's going to crash for you at some point. The money you're looking to make, you're not going to make because the products you're making can't be bought because nobody has a job paying them an income to buy the said products. Am I making sense? You need money, right? And the only way money can circulate is if people are spending money. So if you're going to put us out of jobs and we don't have any money, all these products you're making are going to be worthless to you in the long run. Because there's no revenue for you. Let that sink in for a second, top 1%. Am I making sense? Who is going to buy your um, tires? Who is going to buy the brakes? Who is going to buy the the things on the supermarket shelves? Who? Who is going to buy the clothing? Nobody. So as you're chasing the almighty dollar because the dollar has become your God and you have no regard for human beings, don't for one minute think it's not going to affect you. Is it that you're going to have to look at your, your record annual profits tank before you realize, oh, shoot, we actually need human beings? How much money is enough for you? When will it be enough? What can you do with all the money in the world? You can't buy life because whether you like it or not, we're all going to have to die one day. So it's not as though you're going to be able to extend your life. And trust me, if it were for money, Steve Jobs would still be alive. Many rich people would still be alive because they'd have been able to extend their lives. But there comes a point when you can't control how long you exist for. Think about that. I'm trying to check the chat here. I'm sorry. I <laughs> oh forgot. I'm so sorry. My bad. Um, Alpha says, see, it has sense at first. It didn't want a spe- an- to answer a specific question. But the more he pressed the AI, it eventually answered him. Um, okay. Hmm. There are different AI tech. Not every AI needs a human to tell it what to do. Balance, folks, balance. <sighs> And while we talk about that, there is a crisis in nation. Let me squeeze this one in in nursing. Sorry, let me squeeze this one in real quick, courtesy of NPR. Nearly a third of nurses nationwide say they are likely to leave the profession. Close to a third of nurses nationwide say that they are likely to leave the profession for another career due to the COVID-19 pandemic. A new survey from AMN Healthcare shows. This level is up at least seven points since 2021, and the survey found that the ongoing shortage of nurses is likely to continue for years to come. About 94% of nurses who responded to the AMN Healthcare Survey said that there was a severe or moderate shortage of nurses in their area, with half saying the shortage was severe. And around 89% of registered nurses said the nursing shortage is worse than five years ago. Nurses are not optimistic about the future either. At least 80% of those surveyed expect that to get much worse in another five years. It's a critical moment in our time, folks. The country needs nurses. It does. But we don't only need nurses. We actually need nurses that care. Nurses who will, will listen not dismiss you, not ignore you, but n- go back to the old days of nursing when people had a heart. That's what we think need. That, go ahead, go ahead. You're,
7: think that your pain level, that you have a high tolerance for
1: pain. Exactly. We need nurses, folks. We need them. The nurses that are there are overworked, tired, stressed out. And then, of course, you know, you have those who don't worth a damn who shouldn't even be there. They're saying that they're... By the way, oh my gosh, hold on. Javet, where's Javet? Over there in Texas. What y'all feeding these dentists and doctors that i see on tiktok um people wanting to plan trips to come to <laughs> texas to get their teeth cleaned and OBGYN checkups damn girl where are you finding these dentists and doctors over there i'm just saying <laughs> i'm sorry ladies i'm so sorry but if you, um if you follow me on instagram every now and again i post them up because um they fine as heck Make you want to go get a checkup. (laughs) Make you want to feel like I'm sick today. Where have you all been hiding them, Javed? Y'all selfish over there in Texas. Spread the love. You know,
5: people need... on, (laughs) don't make you go to Texas.
1: (laughs) I can't afford to go. Listen, I'm helping some other woman out there, Afo. There's some women who need medical attention and I'm encouraging them to go to Texas to get it. (laughs) Don't, don't stop me.
5: Mala, make Javed come look for she. Make sure no, make you go look for Javed.
10: Oh, Moments. Yes. That's on the point you were talking about the nurses, right?
1: Oh, don't move. Don't move. Don't say another word. Hold on. Hold on. I got to wrap up. I'm here. Hold on. Don't move. Let's see. We're going to do the on-air wrap-up and when I get back, we, we do the rest. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm here having too much fun. Afo, do not get in my way.
0: What I what Sister girl, I know you don't understand, but you're going to have to understand, he's my man now, what you had is gone, I thing is sweet, I thing is stronger than any lie you can tell on me.
1: Gotta say a big thank you to everyone that tuned in online. The Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Remember, for quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Of course, I have to thank everyone on John o Radio. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Of course, I have to give a big, 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 super big thank you to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse. Always grateful for the great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Tune in tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we do this again. Tomorrow it's hashtag TBT throwback Thursday, taking you back in the day. Not sure what genre we're going to get into. This was a Moments With Me media production, and this is Moments With Me signing out of QMZ Radio and Jano Radio. Take care. Bob I'll be right back with you.
0: Getting in my getting in the way of what I'm feeling, you're getting in my way, you better back
2: down, you're getting in my way.